Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Les Odorants. I am Dan, still, and I am joined as ever by the incredible Ben. Hello. And the equally, if not more, possibly less, I don't know, <laughs> incredible James. Hi. So, it's been two weeks since we last spoke, uh, and I dialed in from the Mongolian phone box. Uh, sincere apologies uh, to everyone. I'm hoping that I managed to plug the correct microphone in this time. I've checked it no fewer than ten times, so if it still sounds shit, I'm an idiot. Um, You're coming uh, through with, I... with a kind of gorgeous sort of lush uh, clarity to me, anyway. Oh, well, I mean, this is good. Yeah. This is good. That's the fact. That's what the fact that you could for. even carry it, you know, even pull it off uh, mm. when you sound like you're fucking, you know, on some old time radio or something, then <laughs> you know, just speaks volumes for your kind of vocal style, doesn't it? So, yeah. uh, indeed, or. Or for Ben's editing, which I think we can it all was agree was is very good. He managed to, uh, you know, make a uh, silk hat out of a sow's a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Is that the expression? I don't fucking <laughs> knows. I don't care if you know what the expression is. Don't bother writing to us because I don't care. Um, okay, no let's one writes talk about... to us anyway, so it would be pretty depressing <laughs> if that was the first time someone wrote in, wouldn't it? Uh, if you yeah. do know the answer, or if you don't know the answer. I don't care, but please write in anyway, because fuck, if we don't get an email soon, we're just going to abandon this entire gig as a bad do and go back to sort of, you know, spending our Sunday nights, uh, you know, watching shite on the TV and drinking uh, uh, inexpensive wine, Uh, or at least I will. I don't know about you guys. Um, So uh, let's talk about perfumes. Um, Where do we start? James, how's your list looking? Does you have a full 14? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, um, yeah, there, there, yeah Well, the, there's one, but technically, it's okay because I often now it's okay. I'm like, Dan's not going to be happy with this. No, oh dear. no. And then I realise and go, uh, oh, actually, it's 14, so it's okay. Um, okay. So, do you want Good. me to rattle through them? Uh, we won't go on ages about anything. Uh, I'll just try and well, do it. As- we'll see. We'll s- I think I'll be the decision maker <laughs> on that, James. Uh, if I choose to interrupt you and uh, be a pain in the arse, I will do so. Um, yeah, okay. no, let's let's go for it. Let's um, get going with the full 14. So on the Monday, I wore uh, Lacoste, Eau de Lacoste Blanc, um, mm. which is just like a kind of shitty sort of throwaway design thing but i absolutely love it i love it mm. uh sort of inexplicably because people are just like meh i don't even know what that is is that the one that was by because there was one that was by patu wasn't there uh one of the early lacoste ones oh, it's not that one no definitely not that one it's not that early it's kind of Still two thousands or something. Uh, oh, okay. It's not like uh, look uh, like just Lacoste or uh, Booster. That was a nineties one that I remember. One called Booster, mm. uh, which is shite. Mm. I think I'm it. just. I think I'm thinking about just the original Lacoste. Yeah, that's probably. Um, I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I'm maybe just making shit up there. Oh, the Lacoste Blanc just kind of smells. It's almost. It smells like confectionery to me. It's it's slightly floral, sort of citrus. It's kind of almost like a, a like a nice lolly, but slightly creamy. Uh, I love it. I love it. I can't even even begin to describe it. I've just I've just looked it up. There was a Jean Patou Lacoste. Right, right. Uh, I 
Uh, yeah, well, it was just called, I, I, I think you, it's just called Lacoste. Interestingly enough, um, that that Marie uh, Salamagna uh, has remade uh, it, or she was the original perfumer. I don't know because it doesn't say who the perfumer was on the original one, but they've revamped it, albeit it's in almost exactly the same bottle. Um, and she's the perfumer with somebody else. So I don't know if they've changed it or they've reformulated it or what, but I'm certainly hmm. going to get that as well because I just I just love that perfume. Anyway, okay. uh, then I wore a Guerlain Chamade Homme, uh, which is the kind of Parisians collection one. So oh, similar to Darby yeah, no, I, and all that. Yeah, I, I I I had that briefly. Um, am I right in thinking that was a and, and I I say this hesitantly, but a distant relative of Fahrenheit's, perhaps? You could get that from a slight uh, violet. If you squint note. at it, yeah. If you squint at it in through like a, a haze, yeah. Then I, maybe. I would describe them as vastly different uh, feeling-wise perfumes. Um, but yeah. I can see why you might go, oh, there's a bit of violet there, uh, you know, ipso facto. Uh, I'm going to, you know, uh, like basically make a huge leap. Uh, totally wrong <laughs> and like just... A wrong-headed know. leap. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, you, you, knew what, yeah. you knew what I meant. I, so. I did. And the thing about uh, this particular perfume is that it was, I can't remember what it was called, but it, it was a Guerlain from uh years ago um which it may have been called the same name i don't know something different and uh basically Gerland did their classic trick of revamping it into a new bottle and <laughs> charging like four times as much for it and going hey like this is new and it's like it's not new mate this is like a 30 year old fucking formula so that you've just so so the old Shamad, 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 motherfucker. Yeah. Um, the Shamad was a uh, women's release, and the new one, I believe, was a men's, and they are definitely not the same perfume because uh, yeah. I've tried them. You are both. correct there, and you also own the one that I'm thinking of. So it isn't called Shamad, you're right. There is a Shamad uh, for women, and this one is a men's one. But it's named after another Guerlain, which I'm sure you had it. It's got like it's almost like a kind of apothecary style bottle. It looks like oh, it looks like. Do you remember um, what is that? Uh, do you remember oh, gold? Do you remember fuck? golden axe on the fucking Sega? Yeah. Right? Do you remember those little potions that no. you used to like pick up in yeah. golden axe? It kind of reminds me of that. It's got like metal around the outside of it. You had it down at some point. I did. I did have it, and I sold it um, because I. I didn't particularly love it. Yeah. I was in love with the look of the bottle. True. And that uh, that's what happened. And then they went, oh, let's make it in the Parisians line and call it a new thing. I personally like it. Uh, I wouldn't pay like huge amounts for the vintage. I did pay. In fact, I got it in a rare Guerlain sale where I actually went to Manchester because I'd heard that they were doing two for one or something ridiculous on the Guerlain counter because they were basically getting rid of the all the old stock and i think mm. i bought that for i think it was about 70 quid so that's pretty good for parisiennes like brand new uh straight off the thing you know like derby yeah, and definitely all that kind of stuff yeah yeah definitely so yeah definitely yeah, that's yeah. a that's a cracking price i'm just trying to look this fucking thing up but of course there's so many Golan 
bloody perfumes that it'll take me uh, forever to anyway, get there. Anyway, sorry. Uh, so we, we all know what we're talking about. If somebody else doesn't, well, just like... I don't really know what I can do for you. Well, I'll, I'll, what I'll do is I'll find it and then I'll randomly shout it out at some point. Great. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Good. I look forward to doing that. <laughs> so uh, then I wore Zoologist Beaver. Um, I made copious <laughs> amounts of beaver. Yeah, beaver. exactly. <laughs> copious amounts of beaver jokes in my review, which I haven't yeah. posted yet, which is just basically all me talking about, you know, uh, moist beavers and, I don't know, <laughs> you know, smelly beavers and wall, whatever. Wall-to-wall beaver it's jokes. It's just, it that is, is a beaver great. fest. That's know? why we're here. Yeah, so uh, that's... But who made that... Um, uh, what's his face? No, is it is it the person who made that? Yes, it is. It's uh, the guy who runs Pellwall, Chris Chris Bartlett. Bartlett, hey, it's Chris Bartlett. He's a he is a brilliant perfumer. Let me just tell you, anything I've ever tried of his. I mean, I don't think he promotes his own brand particularly well. I don't know. It's not really a brand. It's just like he's got his own perfumes in bottles. Which I mean, he may do okay from them. I don't know. But I think he's a kind of under undersung talent um because hmm. everything i've ever tried which is about three uh, were all absolutely superb i mean like really really good like he's got a uh, a narcissist like daffodil one which i would go i'm not really bothered about that kind of perfect it is spectacular it's really really good and this is the same albeit it's quite um understated but it's very very like well made it's very much in the mode of a floral perfume with uh, like a castorium kind of uh you know that that like where you have to use civet or you have to use animalics in that the way that i think they should be used as the kind of gatekeeper you know rule maker <laughs> sort of thing he's mm. doing it and you could criticize it and say oh it's just you know a vintage like formula but it's very, very well executed. I thought it was really, it was a delight to wear. And then when I saw that he was the perfumer, I was like, of course. Like, I knew he'd done one. I always thought he'd done the Civet one, but I did wear that last week or last uh, 14, and that's by Shelley Waddington. So I did sort of go, oh, it must be the Beaver one. But yeah, great perfume. Another one from Zoologist that really is worth uh, visiting, Dan, because I know... You're a, mm. you're a little bit like mm, zoologist. Yeah, they're hit and miss, but what he's doing with that brand is 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 pretty mm. cool. I mean, I like I love the artwork. I love the fact that he's thinking about you know animals. It's very accessible. It's easy for people to go. I I get it straight away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you say uh, they're a bit hit and miss. They're they're all miss for me. I'm afraid. Right. I, I'm yet. I mean, I've only tried a few, so I'm I'm not gonna prejudge them all and say get your nose on the beaver (laughs) get yeah i do need to get my nose on the beaver um and uh the perfume that we were talking about just before was called have you remembered it yet james because i have coriolan that's the one yeah well done yes well done good right what's next (laughs) okay uh then i wore a tea for two uh by l'artisan parfumer smells like tea uh does anyone remember like uh, tea chests, yeah, I do. Okay, great. It smells a bit like those. 
Um, no, think about it, right? If I said to like an 18-year-old now, oh, it smells like a tea chest, they'd go, what the fuck is a tea chest? What are you talking about? Is that, is that a rap? Fuck you on about granddad. Is that a drill artist? I don't know. What is, yeah. who, who is fucking tea chest? Tea chest. Yeah. Tea chest and, you know. Do you know what, though? That's like, a, like the, the, the sort of the big kind of classic artisan, right, that everybody loves. Um, it's, it's very like cult classic, isn't it? Um, yeah. I got it. Um, was super excited and I thought it was fucking shit <laughs> sold it I literally sprayed it once and then just put it straight back up for sale <laughs> yeah. well how weird is that because I, I hadn't tried it and I had tried a lot of Lartisans and that was one that everyone like you say went on about and I I I, I tried it in Paris uh, at Lartisan because I was like I'm definitely going to try this and I was like oh, I don't really like it and then all of a sudden, mm. it just kind of planted a little like mind worm in my brain, and I was like, "Did I like it? Did I not like it?" I blind bought it, and I was like, "No, it's horrible." <laughs> and then subsequent wears, I've gone, "I get it now." Uh, I kinda, yeah, maybe I, I just I didn't give it enough time then. Yeah, because I mean, I like Lartisan as a brand. You know, I really like everything they do. Pretty much, I was mm-hmm. quite surprised I didn't like it. So maybe I should have just given it a bit more time. I think it's one of those that that could require a bit more time, but also it might just be one that you don't like. I'm surprised by its popularity because it's weird, right? It mm. is weird, and I'm like anything that anyone like you know is is revered or kind of goes on about. You kind of think, is it going to be? Is it going to be that good? But it. Yeah, I mean it's grown on me over time. It's not my favourite, but it's it's pretty good. Um and then mm. I wore uh Dior Eau Sauvage, but it was a, a vintage uh miniature that I have because I've got like about ten of those. Um mm. instead of like buying a bottle, because I see them for like super cheap a lot of the time, I just buy a couple of miniatures or whatever. Um but I've what, what was the didn't you post a picture of like a two hundred mil bottle of something? That wasn't Eau Sauvage, <laughs> was it? Yes, it was. Look at you with your little fucking detectives eyes. <laughs> with your little fucking eyes and you you're looking and you're reading stuff, yeah. No, well thank you for uh looking and reading them. I think no, but what I mean is you've kind of used your little fucking winkle picker and you've got it out of me. <laughs> that that was actually I've worn Eau Sauvage twice. But I'm trying. Oh, I'm trying to no. distinguish between the vintage and the new bottle. Which is this that you can make a full fourteen out of it? Well, no, no, because I wore. I happened to wear something twice, but one of them is vastly different from the other, and it's a talking point. Yeah. So I went. If it okay. wasn't the talking point, and I went, no, they're both pretty much the same. Then I wouldn't have done. I'd have gone. Oh shit! Well, well I, Dan needs I, me I, to wear something else. So. I refer everyone to the Is Vintage Better episode of, uh, uh, of Les Odrons, yep. back when we were super professional about how we did things. And the o- um, the honest truth is, so this kind of takes two out, so, you know, I can mention the Eau Sauvage, uh, the, new, the new one, um, that it has top notes, uh, sort of intact, really lovely, beautiful, bitter, mm. uh, nice citrusy top notes. And the old one, like, does a bit, but not really. Uh, but the base of the older one is a little bit richer and a little bit more like, mm. um, but there's not a great deal to choose between them, to be absolutely perfectly honest. Uh, and I think you're better off just just get just get a new bottle and, you know, don't worry about it. So uh, that's my take on, on that. Uh, then I wore uh, Kenzo Jungle Pour Arm. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure I've tried that one. 
delicate uh, little... Is it good? Yes, I love it. Delicate little spicy number uh, kind of has... It's hard to describe, but it's very subtle. I think it's Olivia Cresp. I always say it's Olivia Cresp. It might not be, but it reminds me of his... <laughs> No, it reminds me of his style. I'm fucking saying it is anyway. Yeah, well, exactly. And if he doesn't like it, well, you know, he can fucking (laughs) Fucking, message me and say. Um, And then I wore Jeroboam. Oh, look, I've just had an email in from Olivia Crisp. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll tell you, he's quite active on the thing. And a lot of people, I don't know if it really is him. I think it is him. Um, But he's quite active on the thing. He's commented on a few of my, like, posts about his perfumes. So... He's not mm. like he's a bit like um, our other mate who we couldn't stop going on about for like the first ten episodes or something. Quentin bitch, bitch, Quentin. Oh, Quentin, <laughs> bitch, right? Quentin Beach, yeah, Beach. Oh, yeah, bitch, yeah, yeah, yeah. the bitch, that guy. So him, yeah, yeah. fucking hell, this is just it's painful, isn't it? Um, it is. <laughs> it's really. Hard. We should. We should. It's start not you again. guys. It's oh, me, yeah. right? So like <laughs> basically, Jeroboam Origino. I wore that. Oh, yeah. It's a kind of herbal uh, sort of perfume. I think you'd quite like it. It's sort you of... You mentioned some of the Jeroboam's on last episode. I did. Is, did you get like a sample pack or something? No, I actually... I walked into Selfridges and I sprayed... I never do this. I deliberately didn't wear any perfume. And then I walked into Selfridges and you sprayed... You the perfume off of Selfridges. Yeah, l- literally. Like, I never, I never, ever do that, right? But this day I was like, no, I'm going to pick something up. I'm just going to spray it on. And it was that Mixado. It was okay. I wasn't too, you know enamored with it but then i wore this original which i did get a sample of which was a free sample when i got some samples from uh Javoy. uh i got mm. this little original and i loved it it's like apparently it's got rosemary but it's got this kind of like yeah that sort of like basily herby spicy sort of thing to it but it's absolutely nuclear and it's uh labdanum and it's got like fresh notes it's really nice it's like an aromatic perfume it's got some of the warmth of the fougere i i, I like it i i've got to say mm. i kind of hate the brand because nice. they're very sledgehammer and they we did the nasamato yeah. uh comparison yeah. the, last week um but yep. i can't help but just like the smell of the perfumes and when i wear them they make me feel good and i like them so there you go no well job job done Original, then, yeah, yeah. Um, you can't ask for all that much more you can't then i wore a uh, cartier uh declaration low uh, which is a blue flanker of Declaration. Declaration's mm-hmm. a very revered, like, like cumin um, uh, one by uh, uh, Jean-Claude Elena. Um, and this is has some elements of that, but it's a rubbish flanker of it, basically. It's not as good. Mm. Uh, it's kind of just a bit weak and a bit like, let's not even bother talking about it. But I bought it because, again, I sprayed it in a shop years ago i think when it came out and went oh that's quite nice that and then didn't bother with it and then i saw it for cheap and bought it and i thought oh it's a fresh perfume it's warm at the moment didn't really didn't really do much for me uh then i wore boucheron jaipur 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 Jaipur. uh yeah i'm I'm sort of trying to remember what that smells like. Um, Very powdery, elegant, heliotrope, kind of slightly vanilla-y powder. Like, um, I I love it, um, to be honest. It's kind of a little bit almondy. It's weird. It's like, but it's also very, like, soapy old school, 
powdery baby powder masculine in a weird way yeah i feel like uh i might have bought a bottle of that on like completely blind from all beauty when they were selling them for about seven quid or something yeah, ridiculous yeah. and and then i I vaguely remember not liking it, but I, I couldn't honestly remember what it smells like. I think it probably deserves revisiting because Boucheron seemed to be sort of, you know, on the whole, uh, quite high quality uh, sort of perfumes and, and reasonably creative yeah. for what's ostensibly like a designer brand. Yeah, I, guess. I like it. It lasts for ages. Uh, I like to smell kind of elegant, powdery from time to time. I, it's better than a lot of the shit that. You know, a lot of brands do, uh, mm. and they tend to have that as a theme throughout most of their perfumes, so I like it. Um, then I wore um, Dries Van Noten Neon Garden, uh, mm. which is from the new uh, Dries Van Noten collection. Uh, Neon Garden, uh, all they say, they all say two notes, two accords, two materials, mm. whatever, and this mm. says Neon Garden, uh, and it says Iris and Mint. And I was like, hmm, iris and mint. Maybe. Okay. That seems weird. Let's, you know, smash these things together and see how it goes. Um, and, yeah, you don't get – I barely got a little bit of this, like, minty top note. It's kind of got, like, green uh, sort of top notes and then a kind of vegetal uh, – it, it's, a, it's a very competent, very good iris – it's actually much better when you wear it and have it in the heat of the day. And it's very, very good. It's got like dry sort of elements. It's got the fleshiness of it. So it's a good iris. But is it really mm. that creative? If they dialed up the mint more, right? If they had it where it all, or they gave it like a geranium kind of dryness into that uh, iris, I would have said it was absolutely brilliant, right? It's that it's that competent and good as an iris that you just kind of go, well, there's they're ten a penny in the niche world. There's loads of really good irises, especially now. Everyone seems to have like and it's a bit of a cheat code, right? For me, iris is like one of those things that most people generally like, right? Whether you're using real oris butter, which is just fucking dreamy, or you're creating an oris with uh, uh, you know synthetic materials or whatever, which creates an amazing leathery, beautiful oris. Or you could have a dry sort of powdery one. Or you could have like there's mm. all different kinds, and they're all pretty good, <laughs> right? At, and, on the are, whole. These, uh, are these are uh, these the first actual Dries van Noten perfumes? Because they've got a Frederick Mal one. That's right. Which is just called Dries Van Noten, I think. Correct. Was, yeah, they did have... Which a, actually wasn't bad at all, I thought. Uh, it, it smells... A, a, well, a little bit... You know, I see, now I'm going to say something stupid, but it smells like dried snot, um, but in a good way. <laughs> well, well <laughs> it smells I, like dried snot I've in a got good it, way. and I did try and sell it on your Facebook group, but uh, no, no fuck, I wanted to buy it. So, oh. uh, well, actually, someone, like, lowballed me, and I was like, no, you can fuck off. F uh, fuck you, lowballer. Um, no, but I love it because it's very complex and weird, yeah. And, yeah, he, he did do a thing with Frederick Mal, but then then there was talk of Frederick Mal was going to discontinue it, so people thought, oh, why is that? Is it, and the, the contract or whatever had run out, uh, and they so, uh, like, people started buying up the Dries Van Noten and uh, Frederick Mal's knowing that it would be uh, discontinued. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's, he's brought out his own line. So, um, mm. and yeah, the bottles are cool. They're like two, 
like two tone, like they'll have like one thing on the top and another thing on the bottom, um, which, you know, is cool. I'll, I'll just give a little sneak peek into the rest of the collection. They're all okay. Nothing really stood out except for maybe a couple. So on the whole, I give them like, yeah, they're all right. Do you know what I mean? They're not shit. They're not like phoned in, but they're nothing that's going to really make you go, oh, wow, that's the best thing in the world. Um, maybe you might own one. There's a cannabis patchouli one. You know, there's all the tropes. Like there's the there's a couple of roses that are different oh. from each other. There's a, a sandalwood that smells a little bit like fucking Santal 33. There's, you know, so, Ooh. yeah, but but they, they, they do some things slightly, like even the cannabis one is quite interesting because it has quite a dominant patchouli. Um, and I kind of quite uh, like that. I'm yet to find a cannabis fragrance that I like. I, I, I agree. I, just... I agree. Then, then uh, so then I wore the Eau Sauvage, which we've already discussed, the new one that I bought. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I wore BDK Gris Carnel Extray. Do you know about this, Dan? You probably know about this brand. and I know about them. That... I've tried a few of them. Oh, and, yawny, uh... yawny. <laughs> That's exactly No, I'm, I'm yawning because it's fucking late. <laughs> but also, yes, I will be yawning about those perfumes. Not a one of them particularly. I like, uh, oh, hang on. No, I'm good. That's unfair. There's one they've got called Smoking Rouge, which I thought oh, was yeah. quite pleasant. Yeah. Yeah, but the rest of them didn't do much for me. And then I went into Selfridges with a friend a while back and uh, and she, in a sort of fit of mischief, I think, just went, oh, you should definitely try this, you'd love it, uh, and sprayed it all over me. And it was some sort of fucking awful tuberose thing. And I just, I hate tuberose, uh, like that sort of sickly, bubble gummy kind of tuberose style fragrance right. it just makes me uh, anyway it was one of those so i think i've basically had that brand ruined for me forever i'm afraid are you going to tell me this was a really great fragrance it's, it's pretty good um again uh, it's one of those like cheat mode yeah it's got iris in it yeah it's resinous it smells like basically the perfume department i don't even know how to describe it it just <laughs> smells like like, like, it's kind of like, it gets you sort of excited. You're like, mm, this is really nice. Uh, and yeah, it's sort of irisy, resiny, uh, mod- mm. modern, but like, it, it, it's good and it will appeal. And it's stronger than the original one because it's an X-Tray. Um, and mm. it is actually goes on stronger and smells stronger and stuff. But did it excite me? Not really. I mean, I enjoy- I actually enjoyed wearing it, but... You know, that's no big whoop. Uh, as far as that brand's concerned, there's one called Jasmine Bois or something like that, which doesn't smell of jasmine. And that was kind of a bit like shocking. But I think if I went back and smelled it again, I'd probably go, oh, yeah, it's actually like shit. But I thought that one was quite good. But generally, that brand are just like, meh, whatever. Um, then I wore, and again, you're going to give me a fucking hard time about this. But again, do you want me to... Had put all the disclaimers in place first, or just say no, it? just fucking say will... it, and then we can have a go. Okay, Arma <laughs> Club de Nuit Intense, but the Femme. Uh, ah, that's pickled your head, hasn't uh, it? That's, that's, that's <laughs> throw me. I was about to yell a Ventus cloak. Oh, hang on, sorry. Just right because I'm gonna come. 
I'm going to come back to the Femme one because I'm confident I the Femme is a clone of something it else. It is. It is. Of course, I'm it is. Wondering what is it? Is it a Tom Ford? Well maybe? done. Yeah. 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 Is is it is it is it? Um, oh fuck! No, it, uh, noir de noir. Correct. Right. Yeah. No, no, no. Uh, excellent. Right. Well, I saw, uh, and in fairness, I did originally see this on um, that Reddit uh, uh, o, o, o de jerks or whatever it's called. <laughs> yeah. um, but there is actually a Facebook group dedicated to um, Club de Nuit Intense Man. <laughs> um, and, and, and it's like exclusively discussion about club de nuit intense man and and on the uh, about <coughs> stuff it actually says no discussion about clones it's like yeah you understand <laughs> yeah. uh what well, clones of club de nuit and it's like batch discussions and shit and it's basically like the 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 fucking uh it it's like the netto version <laughs> of, of fucking Aventus groups. It's like it's exactly the same, but just dialed down in just terms check of with affordability. Ben. Do, do you have netto? <laughs> do, no. Do, does, no. You don't, okay. Fucking. You don't. Oh, mate. Uh, What's that? Yeah. <laughs> netto. It's a cheap ass. It's like the cheapest cheap fucking supermarket. It, it like oh. it's the supermarket that makes like. Like farm food, other supermarkets, <laughs> like, farm food, like yeah, farm cheaper food. than like Lidl or yeah, yeah. Netto, Netto comes below Lidl in the overall supermarket rankings. I feel like having to explain this fucking uh, uh, analogy yeah. is really like sorry, fucking ruining my week. If I'm honest, um, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Netto kind of makes like Lidl look like fucking Harrods food hall or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah yes yeah. yeah, so, okay okay but like because i didn't I, I deliberately didn't want to use the pound shop after you accused after you accused alberto marias of being the pound shop jacques cavalier i didn't want to accuse well, he doesn't know home bargains he doesn't know fucking yeah. b&m stores i mean are we oh my like, god it's, it's it's who is this guy <laughs> i mean, <laughs> It's, I'm just too, you know, too, too middle, uh, middle, mid, middle, uh, middle to upper class for that. Sort of, yeah. <laughs> too, too hipsterish. Yeah. Um, anyway, so my netto gag fell flat, yeah. but uh, basically, it is like the fucking shit version of Aventus scripts. It's exactly the same. Uh, as all those stupid Aventus groups with like batch discussions about whether this one's more pineapple or birch focused, and like it's all the same <laughs> shit. But just on the like peasant version of of, of the fragrance, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pathetic, isn't and, it? and and get 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 on this. So I was looking at it, thinking, hmm, is this actually like? some sort of fucking in-joke, right, between a group of mates, uh, or are they serious? And I thought, I know, the thing that will tell me this is how many people are involved in this in-joke. 4,100 members. I checked that as well, because I, I saw the same <laughs> post, and I, so I was like, how many members? And I just shit myself when I saw that it had that many. It's unbelievable. Could not believe it. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Batch discussion of Club de Nuit Intense Man. Fuck it off is with the you. gutter, isn't it? I mean, batch yeah. discussion is <laughs> enough to boil my piss in this yeah. anyway. And then yeah, you start yeah. talking about seat, like what the? Oh, it, it is no, it's it's 
I, I, I use the word advisedly, but it's the fucking netto equivalent. It's just <laughs> shit, man. It's shit. So, um, so sorry, anyway. just co- coming back to... So, uh, coming back to your math, fragrance. Uh, Club de Nuit Intense uh, Femme. Um, yeah. yeah, it is like Noir de Noir, but it's not as good as Noir de Noir, right? And Noir de Noir is not even the best, like Tom Ford. It's not even... But no. it captured something, and I, I do like Noir de Noir, don't get me wrong. I do really like it, right? It's kind of like purpley rose patchouli, but like in a kind of, a, 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 it's it's dark, but it's sort of, there's a, there's a transparency and a sort of lightness to it at the same time. And I don't mean light in terms of like actual light. I just mean like not as heavy. Do you know what I mean? Mm, it's not yeah, like a head. Yeah, it's yeah. not not very thick, um, and I think that's to its benefit. But I think the the the, the club de nuit just has this like tacky oud, like slightly cheesy like thing to it, and then a bit of a noir de noir like vibe on top. It's not as good. And and do you own a bottle of this? I do own a bottle of it, but let me oh, just. Do you keep it next to your rasasi? No, let me let just just, <laughs> just hold hold on. Look a second, at his right? face because pure rage. No, well, this is the thing that I predate any of this fucking stupid <laughs> shit about batch codes or any of that bollocks. Right, I approached it from like I will go into like an uh, you know uh, an Arabic like shop or whatever, and I'll go, oh, what have you got? And then I'll look at the things uh, on. I don't go like trawling the internet to then go, oh, I'm on this hype beast, man. Fucking blah blah blah. I probably got that like when it first first came out, and then I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm not really like feeling these like clones. I don't know why. And and the thing is, it, I didn't even approach it as oh, it's a clone. I'll go and try something, then go oh, it's quite nice. How much is it? Twelve quid. Yeah, fucking, I'll get that. Do you know what I mean? So it's not coming from a place of oh, I like noir de noir. I'm gonna get this shitty version of it. It comes yeah, from yeah, a place I, of, I know I'm just going to accumulate a load of these perfumes that I never hardly ever wear. And then when I do wear them, some twat on the fucking podcast goes, Oi, like, what are you doing? Yeah, and the thing is, like, I've got this, you know, a wise some man. Some fucking twat. Is that, did you just call me some I did. I'm fucking sorry. twat I'm sorry. on the podcast? But no, what I mean is, right, this is what I actually mean, and this is the core of what I'm saying. And I do say this in a review, but no one really looks at my fucking Instagram. I get about 25 likes on a post. I do. I know you do, do. bless you. I know. But, like, I mean, like, other people. You fucking twat. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, no. But, uh, like, a a wise man once said that we're all hypocrites in, like, varying degrees. And that wise man was me, right? So that's my quote. (laughs) TM, that's me, right? So... And and it's Good, yeah. it's true. Think about that as a life like philosophy, right? We're all full of shit, but just at different like levels. Do you know what I mean? And we all have these like uh, sort of yeah, like it's, the hypocrisy is just kind of in, embedded into everybody, and it's just how much of it there is. You know what I mean? So I, I'm not free of it. I'm not like you know. I'm not claiming to be fucking Jesus over here or anything. Um, this is very. But if you want to call me that, well, <laughs> you know, if you want to call me perfume fucking Messiah, then uh, the you know, per- feel free. The perfume Messiah. We've moved on from arbiter of frag to the perfume Messiah. Excellent. Excellent. Anyway, Good. there's right, one more. So it's Casamaratti, 1888. 
I'm wearing it today. My missus chose it for me because I went out this morning, uh, went swimming with my son. I didn't take any perfume with me. And I said to her, pick me out a perfume. She picked out Zerzhoff, uh 1888, Casamirati. I love that perfume. Well done. It's quite deep floral sort of job. Absolutely. Lovely, yeah. carnation-y kind of, um, it, it's like creamy, waxy, uh, floral, powdery, uh, you know, it's got like um, that like s- little spice of like clove to it. It's mm. it's adorable. Considering I, I pretty much hate Zerzhoff as a brand, I really don't mm. like most of the perfumes. That one is really good. And a lot of those collections like the, uh, the, 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 the root one or whatever, that ivory root mm. and stuff like that, there's good mm. ones out there and, you know, that's one well, of them. I mean, like 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 most brands with enough fucking uh, uh, content like that, eventually they're going to knock a few out of the park. And, and I think Zerjoff have a reasonable catalogue. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it's shit and there's a lot of... There's definitely a lot of filler going back to last week's episode, but there are there are a few killer fragments. Uh, uh, it's that thing of it's the people who like them the problem well <laughs> it's i mean i think it's the same with any uh, uh any of these sort of uh worship groups where they elevate a perfume brand into some sort of lifestyle aspiration um i, I think you know it just turns people into uh um well i mean on the one hand it turns people into cunts but a bit more sort of like I guess prosaically, I think what it does is it it, it sort of blinds them to any sort of element of criticism uh, about it. They they get to insulate themselves in their little world where they say, "I identify with this brand, and this brand is a bit of me, and any criticism of this brand is therefore criticism of me." Mm. So I'm going to hang out with like-minded people where I can fucking you know uh, reaffirm my ludicrous beliefs and and get into this big echo chamber. So when you see any of these groups that are dedicated to single brands they all become these kind of sort of weird worship type things and and nobody's allowed to say anything negative it's very very fucking peculiar um and you know it's almost like you have to love everything about this brand otherwise you can't be part of the team um i hate that shit i hate it with any brand anyway that was a bit serious what what do you think ben I think that's probably the most profound thing that anyone's ever said on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we set the bar so high as well, don't we? So, um, yeah, go on. Okay, so, um, Ben, want to tell us about your perfumes? Yeah, I've had some good ones this week. Um, but I think I'll probably start off with one that we've all smelt because we, we need to sort of chat about that, don't we? Uh, Eau de Jane. We got a sample from, from Jane. Yes. Um I liked it. I, I, shamefully, I only got to wear it twice because then my hmm. dog stole the sample off the coffee table and chewed the sprayer. Didn't even chew oh, the thing. So the perfume's in the pot. I just can't spray it because the dog chewed it. So that was he's nice. He's a of little bastard. He is. <laughs> but I did get two days wear out of it. And I have to say, um, I really enjoyed it, actually. I really liked it. Um, me and Dan had a little chat about it earlier. But um, mm. I think what I, that, just to go like, like the element of it that I really liked and then obviously you can sort of say your pieces and that but i I really like that um it had this like element of like quite classic sort of like fougere like masculine but then it also Mm. had 
like this flip side that was quite floral and feminine and it's sort of just like i like the way it balanced the two and it, it so it was like unisex but in that way that it's actually on one hand quite masculine and on another hand quite feminine and and putting yeah. the two together i i like that balance i so half it. half and half yin, yin and yang rather than just one big sort of middle of the road splodge of yeah. you know, stuff yeah and yeah. I, I i did really enjoy wearing it say so i was a bit pissed off when my dog chewed it up Mm, yeah, I, I I actually really liked it, and and I remember uh, I WhatsApped the two of you as, as soon as I sprayed it. I I said that is so weird. The first reference I get is Jean Patou Poor Homme, and I've sprayed it several times since then, and I stick by it. I mean, I I really I do. It's um, it, it's is exactly as you said, sort of classic perfumery. And and honestly, I know Jane and and sorry Jane, you're going to hate me, but Jane sent me kind of the notes and some blurb about it, um, and and I sort of nodded and went, oh yeah, cool, yeah, I sort of get that. Um, but you know, sending me a list of notes is like fucking I I, I don't know. Um, insert some sort of netto-based joke here or something. <laughs> it's a, it's, yeah, it's just it's wasted on me. It's like putting a bow tie on a pig or something. You know, there's, there's just no point to it. Um, uh, I don't know. Do people put bow ties? They probably got, do at some uh, point. I've got one with a hat on. Yeah, you got a pig with a hat on. Yeah. Okay. And a it's like putting a, a hat. Yeah, it's like putting a monocle and a hat on a pig <laughs> it's pointless completely pointless um where was i oh yeah so um i, I actually really enjoy the perfume though um and i guess uh on the, uh, I, I, the word that came to me was sort of countercultural, right it, it, it's it's quite odd and unusual you wouldn't find it sitting on a shelf in any fucking supermarket supermarket any big uh, uh store you wouldn't find this in selfridges or whatever it's almost like sort of saying fuck you i'll make whatever perfume i like and that sort of um that yin and yang sort of effort is is very very unusual but it, it really works and honestly i, I think kudos jane you, you, quality fucking job on that one really I, I i genuinely like it a lot and and it seems to me uh, a lot of well-established sort of accords nothing sort of groundbreakingly new inside it but sort of put together in such a way that it feels really quite original and it manages to smell pleasant because the, the you know the thing i always sort of think is is like originality tends to come with the price that it tends to smell like absolute fucking bullshit um you know it, it's like the only way you can be original now is by producing you know pigs with fucking hats and monocles and stuff <laughs> it's 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 fucking nonsense you know you can produce ridiculous uh, uh perfumes that smell stupid uh, and they'll be original uh, but making something that smells nice and is original is actually really tricky and i think she's done a great job so it thank is. you jane for sending us all samples yeah but it, uh, you said about it being original it's interesting in that <clears> it, it's it, it, when you look at its kind of core components they're kind of not original right they're all kind of mm. like um sort of things that you would have smelt before but it's just the way they're kind of compiled within this yeah. perfume that like like that makes it something slightly different um yeah, and that's, like that's say, exactly like, what I meant. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, I liked it for that as well. I liked the fact that it was, um, it it broke conventions. I thought, like you say, like hmm. it had this, like when I first sprayed it, and I got that kind of masculine element of it. I was like, yeah, I kind of see where this is going. I don't really like it, but then that floral side of it came out, and it was like, okay, I wasn't expecting that to be. Hmm. You know, I, I can see James like looking like really unimpressed, and I think you're probably going to say like, you know, it's not groundbreaking, maybe. <laughs> 
And I'd agree with it there. Like, I don't think you're going to spray it and, like, anyone's going to be like, wow, I've never smelled anything like this before in my life. But it, I just thought it was well executed. Well, I, it's funny that, you know, now you're sort of like reading, reading my face. I mean, my face, <laughs> my face is just like, just the, the fucking day that I've had. So it's not really uh, to do with Jane, who shout out to Jane because she's uh, obviously part of the uh, extended uh, Irish uh, family. Um uh, and uh, well, I don't know why that's funny. She is. She is. We've got the same surname, mm. so we're part of the exactly. we're part of the same clan. You know. So uh, anyway, <laughs> no. Uh, the thing, um, I'm so glad that you guys got so much from it, um, because other people do, and I didn't particularly. And again, just being like brutally honest, because like you know, I love Jane. I think she's great. Uh, and, you know, she's my little internet mate and I get on with her uh, very well. And I think it's great that she's got a brand and she's got so many people who are passionate and have got so much to say about it. I found it um, a very, like, kind of, it's sort of a, a ghostly, uh, violet sort of perfume to me. I found the violet was very, uh, you know, because everyone goes on about it being green and being this kind of... Um, uh harking back to that sort of Jermaine Sellier again coming up you know those kind of uh those those barmain like uh vent vert those kind of perfumes mm. that like are very green and very sort of uh you know unapologetically leather in a completely different way to to view in leather to what we would think of a rich leather perfume in in like niche perfumery now um, and, and that's what I got from it. I got kind of like jolly madame. I got kind of like dry, almost to the point of like geranium, but it doesn't smell of geranium. It's like that kind of dry, uh, and, and, and a lot of kind of things boosting it up. So I kind of feel that it's very much pushed out with like Hedione and Isoe Super. Don't want to sound too much like, uh, our pal, um, Aaron Terrence Hughes here. But I just mean it's a very like it it's it it, it felt very like simple but not the there's there's more to it. It's layered and stuff, but there's a certain simplicity that I should really love. And I do love a lot of perfumes like that that are kind of unapologetically sort of modern, but kind of harking back to this old school sort of thing. So I like that you're you know, g given these comparisons of like masculine, feminine, and you know, we the, clearly people have got a lot to say about it. I didn't feel that, but I felt a connection with it. Um, but I still haven't bought a bottle, <laughs> which um, is kind oh. of you know, shame on me. Um, but that, hmm. it's not, you know, I very much would like to support uh, Jane, and I'm sure I'll get around to it at some point. Yeah. Um, but well, it, it's I one of those that like. It didn't like it didn't blow my mind, but that doesn't mean that doesn't mean anything whatsoever. I liked it. I enjoyed wearing it. I wish I had like more of it to try. And I'm going back maybe like two years ago, uh, when I right. when I last wore it. So I, I'm not giving the best impression. You guys have that's, clearly that's a quality memory you've got. Are you referring to your notes or have you actually? No, no, I just I just remember it because obviously it's oh, it's hell. it's uh you know, Jane's perfume and uh I, I can I can remember I, I can remember it, so therefore it's good, right? If you can remember yeah, it two yeah. years later and you can talk about it reasonable detail, 
then it's good. I think the fact that you're comparing it to Patu and stuff like that, um, it, it just says that it's a it's a winner, really. Um, hmm. I mean, we, yeah, it's got that whole retro sort of you know vintage thing going on. Yeah, and yeah, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. So, but I find um, something light and ethereal and modern about it at the same time. Do you do you not get that or? Um, I'm not sure about. I'm not sure about the modern bit. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, so you mentioned like Hedione and uh, ISO E Super, I think, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure I can smell those. Um, I, I don't. I, honestly, I don't know. It, it, um, it, it, for me, the overwhelming vibe is is retro, sort of vintage kind of thing. I, I it doesn't feel modern at all to me. But that's what made it. That's what made the word countercultural sort of stand out so for me. Um, but uh, but anyway, uh, I mean, look, it's it's great that uh, you know Jane uh, has got in touch and sent samples and stuff. And so thank you, Jane. Um, uh, we appreciate you, yeah. um, Ben. Uh, any other perfumes you'd like to mention? Yeah, so I, I, I'm going to get like chuck out my cheapy, like my golden cheapy that everyone's got, right? And I, oh, I'm, I'm wearing it. Today. Is this the new mandate? It is, yeah. Except for it's not, because I don't know if it's that cheap anymore, because we were looking for it earlier, weren't we? And I couldn't find uh, it to be cheap. Oh, but, I know what this one is. Yeah, Lady Gaga, Eau de Gaga, right? For, oh, for the yeah. summer heat. Yeah. Good tea fragrance that I think is up there with any Bulgari tea fragrances, all of the, like, you know, Ote Vert, Ote Rouge, all of that lot, and uh, Pour Homsoir, stuff like that. Really nice tea fragrance. Basically, it's like a creamy white floral, little bit of violet, and sort of black tea. Um Quite a simple fragrance, but like nice and fresh. It's got a bit of lime, I think, in the top when you first spray it. So that sort of like lime, sort of citrus, um, but it fades very quickly. But really nice for this sort of high heat um, and really, really cheap. I think I paid about five quid for it. Uh, yeah, um, nice, nice, nice fragrance. So there's that. Uh, there's my little cheap tip for you. Um, and then the other two that I've been wearing this week that I really enjoyed... Um, were Mask Milano, both of them, Latessa and Russian Tea. Latessa, like this really rooty iris, um, which sort of then turns... It jumps through a few hoops, actually. When you spray it, you get really rooty iris, like Hmm. very like um, iris silver mist, Serge Luton, that kind of like iris, where it's like definitely a a, a sort of like muddy, sort of like uh, rooty thing. Um, like, uh, but it transforms into this like quite dusty lipstick, quite classical iris, and then um, like later again, it's all these kind of like this kind of synthetic musk base kind of um, comes out and it and and sort of takes over. But it's it's really good. I really liked it. Um, and Russian tea, quite a complicated fragrance. Um, started mm. off a bit like. Um, uh, T-Rex reminded me of T-Rex a little bit with the so yeah nowhere near as strong or pungent as T-Rex um, in that mm. but uh, and and totally different fragrances but it had that similar cade in the opening that kind of smoky woody cade resinous opening mm. um, and but but then it transforms to something completely different and it's much softer than T-Rex um, and it and it it sort of gets this kind of like spicy ambery black tea again. Um, but really good, both of them, both Latessa and that, um, really good. Um, nice. So that's what I've been wearing this week, really. 
just Lovely. can I just uh, the Lady Gaga one? Yeah. Um, did you? Is that is that available cheap or because? So when I got it, it was I think just discontinued, and it was like you're going for like for fiver. But I think now it's been discontinued for a little while. It's not that cheap anymore. I think it's still not. We're not talking big money, no. but more money than you'd probably be happy to spend on a Lady Gaga fragrance. Well, you know, it's fun- like- funnily enough, I thought, oh, how many fragrances has Lady Gaga got? Probably loads, right? But I know the one that everyone goes on about is Fame. It's like a kind of little black... It looks like one of those, you know, those gross eggs that they, like like those fermented eggs, whatever they're called. It's, <laughs> right. like a, it's like a black egg, but it's like a black egg with like gold, kind of like, it's kind of like an alien. So it's a cool bottle. Um, but the, and the liquid is actually black. Um, the actual perfume is like a, a really dark, um, uh, liquid. And I think that was sort of aesthetic. She was like wanting to go for, um, and that's a revered perfume. That's like, I've never smelled it, but apparently like, it's really, really good. Um, and then I looked, um, just now when you were talking about that and it appears she's only done two perfumes that Eau de right. Gaga and Fame. Um, so yeah, she wasn't really milking the, uh, you know, the opportunity to have like a shitload of fragrances. She may have more than that, but that's all Fragrantica uh, says she's got. Um, so yeah, I know. I just wondered about that one because it actually seems quite appealing. Tea, mm. lime, uh, violet, whatever, leather, you yeah. know, it sounds quite, it sounds quite appealing, you know? Yeah. It and it's good. really unusual for like a, like, um, you know, celebrity fragrance or whatever. It's it's, it's not you're not your standard kind of bubble cummy sort of sweet affair. You know, yeah. like it's 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 quite 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 refined and like you know like a nice tea fragrance, like as it should mm. be, like sparkling, refined, quite like fresh and yeah, it's great. Um, if you can get it, I cheap, tried. Well, I would recommend it. Yeah. yeah. Well, on 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 the subject of uh, uh, celebrity fragrances, I tried the Billie Eilish one which I really wanted to love because the bottle is basically a set of boobs, uh, which, you know, (laughs) everybody likes boobs, right? So um, I was like, yeah, I hope I love this. But it actually just smells like cold custard. Uh, It was horrible. Mm. Like really (laughs) sicky kind of vanilla gop. It was like, horrible. Yeah, terrible, terrible perfume. Okay, I'm going to throw some perfumes at you because it's my fucking turn. So, um, I have one. Montebacco Verano by Orma Jane, which is the original Montebacco with a grapefruit note uh, over the top, and it is lovely. Um, I've worn Roger's Midsummer Night Dream, um, which is uh, 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 nominative determinism in uh, in action, it is uh, a midsummer, and I'm very tired, almost dreamlike state. So uh, yeah, that's good. I want a couple of Louis Vuitton ones, right? Um, and uh, in particular, um, Limensity. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if you tried it. Um, it's super, super, super easygoing, like sort of grapefruity, orangey type thing. Like, on the one hand, it's a sort of almost trivial sort of perfume, right? You kind of go, well, it smells fresh and pleasant. Um, But there's there's just something about it that makes it just like amazingly, almost like drinkable sort of, uh, side note, you know, I strongly advise against drinking perfume, but... Um, it, it gives it that sort of fruit punch sort of characteristic, and I 
absolutely love it and it is perfect for every occasion and it is it it's one of those stupidly complimenty sort of perfumes that everyone always goes oh you smell great is that the one um, that your daughter uh, always nicks so uh no uh, that is a louis vuitton nicking, though isn't it that is yeah yeah she's been nicking imagination uh, which is a similar sort of ballpark. It's from the actually. same collection, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. And and to be honest, the only reason she hasn't been nicking uh, um, Limensity is that I only just got it in the last uh, week or two. Right. So uh, I'm quite certain she. She's in fact she's definitely worn it at least once. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it is a really really lovely perfume and. Uh, you know, I know they're stupidly priced, but uh, I'd never pay retail. Um, I wore an Eau Sauvage as well. Uh, I wore the Parfum, uh, Eau de Parfum one. Um, uh, I wore, what else did I wear? Uh, I'm just having a look. I wore Bodicea Consort. Oh, yeah. Which <laughs> I got some shit from you about. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, so uh, Bodice. Well, I don't know if it was shit. I, I, I like that yellow bottle i like i like the bottle i love the bottle yeah they're, they're like matte yeah, finished and just it's it's just the fact that we got both ventus inside it well we both know that like we don't like that michael bodie guy or whatever i mean that's he's no he's he's fucking in i mean he's clinically insane yeah. uh I, I, it, there's he's got a new fragrance brand so not content with um a billion oh, what roses. Do they call, yeah, nosegasm. nosegasm. And oh my god. Uh so I, I see that that uh, Instagram is now pushing adverts for something like uh, the Eye of Ra fragrance or something, which is, you know, another Michael Bodie blah. And he just seems his formula seems to be swanky bottle, you know, swanky bottle, paid advertising, done. You know, uh, uh hopefully these shits will sell. Mm-hmm. It's uh yeah, it, it's a complete madness to be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, consort is is very nice. But again, Bodicea people, people who are into Bodicea, it's like uh, you know, don't fuck with my my lifestyle brand, man. I love Bodicea. Crazy, isn't that isn't uh, that uh, Chris Maurice or one of those who does the uh, that that guy you were saying who's got like two names does that? Yeah, Chris Morris is is Christian Carbonell. No, it's not. It's the other guy. Um, is it is it Provenzano? I think oh, it's, Pro- uh, Pro- right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, I think Provenzano I does a, a lot of. The- yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, for, for, I guess for for obvious reasons, uh, uh, Provenzano has done quite a lot of the Bodicea ones, but I don't think they have a single in-house perfumer. They may do. I'm 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 not honestly certain. Right, right. Um, uh, but yeah, I worn those and uh, and today, uh, what have I been wearing? I've been wearing uh, Faris by Kajal. Um, which is their new one, which is basically Bleu de Chanel, but in a fancy bottle. That's very nice. But did you, it's did, Bleu de you Chanel. did you buy it? Um, yes, I did actually. Uh, I bought it discounted because uh, I wanted to try it. I don't think I'll keep it because um, it is basically Bleu de Chanel. Um, but they make. See, I I think as a brand, they they're sort of okay by me, Kajal, um, because they make. Uh, quite well i wouldn't call them necessarily amazing value but they're not ridiculous so generally speaking the fancier the cap the more ridiculous the pricing (laughs) whereas kajal seem to 
Pajal seem to break that mold. So their perfumes are sort of usually somewhere, I think you pick them up between about 100, 150 quid for most of them for 100 mil, which is not outrageous. And they, you know, they take a lot of care about the appearance and most of the perfumes are perfectly serviceable. Yeah. I mean, they're not all, they're not all amazing by any means, but... Uh, they but, do yeah, have fancy caps. Nice. Yeah, you're right, you're right. The, exactly. I mean, uh, look at it for, for the benefit of... Uh, you guys, look at that. Oh, wow. Fancy fancy as fuck, that yeah. cap, isn't it? Looks like you could spin nice. it around and like hypnotise us with it. Ooh, <laughs> look into the eyes, look into the eyes. Right, okay, anyway, that was perfume... Blah. Do we have any perfume news? Is there anything I exciting? I have something that... that I, I, it's not that exciting, but it's just interesting, <laughs> I guess. Ben, ben if anything that exciting ever happens on this podcast be sure be sure to let me know um but yeah well, go ahead what news have you got so i uh, have been subscribed to the the ganache parfum newsletter since forever since i i, I bought hmm. some perfumes from their website like years back and it's a cluster like if anyone's followed their story if anyone like it's an absolute cluster i don't know what the perfumer's got some health issues i think and so he comes and works and and Constantly, he's like closing down the store and then reopening it two weeks later, and and he seems very like scatty. But anyway, he f- came back recently and said, "Oh, Gnash Puffin back again," and all this, and um, and then about two weeks later, I got another email from them saying, "Oh, Gnash Puffin, I'm leaving." So the main perfumer, who I thought was the only guy, I thought he literally ran it from his house, mm. has, has has seems to have like sold his brand or something. And is leaving, and Ganache Parfum is now going forward, going to be a clone house. What? What the fuck? I mean, I yeah. the whole thing's a car crash. But it just, just I thought, as far as news we, goes, we, it's probably worth chucking it out we, there. Ganache Parfum yeah. are now a complete write-off. Don't see, worry about. See, 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 that seems to be like the uh, the inverse of uh, most kind of uh, deve- developmental pathways. I mean, normally. <laughs> You know, you'd maybe start out as a fucking clone house and then start peppering in some original formulations and yeah. hope to kind of leverage up at some point into the sort of, uh, you know, the, the lofty stratosphere of making real perfumes and stuff. To sort of start with a real perfume business and say, yeah, we've decided to get rid of our perfume and we're, now, we're now just going to fucking concentrate on sticking clones in bowls. Uh, that seems be, like a like, weird step. It, yeah, and it's a weird brand to take over, like Ganache. Because, I mean, Ganache Parfum, if anyone knows Ganache Parfum, they know them for one thing, and that's the fact that they make, like, extremely sweet gourmands, mm. right? And to sort of go from that to then just start making clones of, I don't know, Blur de Chanel or whatever they're going to clone. It just seems Weird. bizarre. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I just thought I'd chuck it out there. Maybe, you know, maybe they like Ganache. the name and they, they're they going to do all clones of, uh, like, gourmand. Cakes. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. would make sense, right? Um, <laughs> but but So the guy was quite um, vague in his email. He just said, like, I'm stepping down, you know, I'm no longer the perfume for him and in it going ahead, ahead they're going to be a a clone house and, and that's that sweet so yeah I mean, I, I, heads to be up honest like you, you've mentioned these a couple of times I've literally never heard of them in my life um, I, I, they're a very I, small I, company right. like it's literally I think I, like I say I thought it was always ran out of this guy's garage you know like it was um, very small mm-hmm. like indie mm-hmm. house um, so that, but that they're, they're quite well known as for amongst like gourmand lovers I think right, um, right. Very, it's like niche of a niche you know um, but yeah um, cool 
Cool. Well, uh, that's unusual. Right, I'm going to wrap us up there. Um, I've uh, I've had the time of my life, and uh, genuinely, it is all down to you two. Um, we'll be back in a part two where we're going to be talking about perfume in pop culture. Uh, stick with us. Hello and welcome back to part two of Les Odorants. Um, there's actually, uh, I know it feels like only 30 seconds uh, since we last spoke, but actually there's been an entire week uh, because of some very complicated logistics and, uh, you know, in particular, James's very hectic social uh, schedule, we were unable to record both parts last week, so we've had a full seven days. I'm not going to make everyone listen to our fragrances of the last seven days, but I do want to take, before we get stuck into the, the meat of uh, uh, part two, I do want to take an opportunity to just right a wrong, um, unless unless my memory fails me, which is entirely possible. Um, at the time of recording the first half, we had not received samples of Eugene's fragrance, uh, La Dolor Exquise, or something. Is that Ex- right? Exquise. Exqui- Exquise. What's that, that mean? The, ex- think... the exquisite pain or something. Correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, so we had not received those samples. We have now received those samples. So we, before we get stuck into uh, our main discussion, which. Um, Spoiler alert, it's all about perfumes in pop culture. Um, I thought it would be nice if we could just take a moment to uh, share our thoughts about Eugene's uh, fragrance. Um, Now, I think, James, you're probably uh, Eugene's uh, closest friend out of the three of us, uh, given that Ben knows who he is and I don't, So, and you've spoken to him, so I think that's a a relatively easy sell. Um, Perhaps you could kick us off. Um, well, I'll give a little preamble on, obviously, Eugene is uh, the YouTuber, You Smells Good. Um, he's uh, launched his own brand. Uh, he's gone through uh, some sort of, you know, changes in his in his life and things. Uh, um, you know, and he's felt, you know, now's the time to uh, do his, uh, his, his own brand, which, um, you know, he's been something that he's he's dreamt of doing for a long time um and yeah he's done it now um <laughs> and he's sent it out to us and this one's called yeah uh the sorry the brand name is mm. les abstray abstrays i'm saying it really les. like an english person les abstray les abstray yeah les, les abstrates <laughs> <laughs> that's right Les Abstrates. <laughs> sounds uh, like uh, what was the? Uh, it was a Les Alanos, wasn't it? The uh, <laughs> the drummer from uh, the band in Phoenix Nights, Les Alanos. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, um, go on. Yeah, Les okay. Abstrait. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. So he's he's done this perfume with Antoine Lee. Uh, and the uh, people behind Les Indemodables, uh, I've just about got that mm. out. So to actually mention the name of the materials company that they also own, which is really fucking French, and I can't remember what it is, but it's something to do with materials and something. 
Uh, <laughs> really well researched again. Yeah, um, yeah. I it's, it's the attention to detail that keeps them <laughs> tuning in, James. That's right. That's right. So anyway, the, it's those people. That's all you need to know that it's Antoine yep. Lee and that. And obviously, uh, you know, Antoine Lee uh, mm, has been mm, involved mm, mm. with. Sorry, go on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Lee or lie? So I thought it was lie. <sighs> you say Lee. I say Lee. I've no idea because I've just heard other people saying Lee, uh, okay. and 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 I may have said lie, but then I'd have gone, no, it's not going to be fucking lie, is it? Like you know, it's. No, it's fuck Lee. should I know? French. No, <laughs> I, I know. I know. My French pronunciation is absolutely appalling. As, I, as I think it's quite good. I think it's quite good, but um, um, you know, a very poor GCSE score. I'm sure I've told you my beans a kebab. Yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah beans a kebab. Um, so so any, anyway right okay so uh this is the 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 fragrance uh i thought and again people might be like oh you just like soft soaping because he's your mate and blah 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 and all this kind of shit uh but i thought it was superb <laughs> i really did um and yeah. uh, you know okay i'd heard and i wanted to hear the least about it that i could possibly hear and i heard that it was a rose uh patchouli R- roughly, because not even Eugene. Eugene didn't want to plant any seeds out there. He didn't really want people to know. He said, "This is the name of it. This is the emotion behind it, uh, and that's it. Just, just, just take from it what you will." Okay, if we want to talk about materials, rose patchouli, uh, approximately. Um, yeah, I thought it was like just you know brilliant. But the the key thing that I want to say about it because I'm not even going to go on about like notes and and all that kind of stuff. I'll, I might respond to some of the stuff you say because I'm more interested in what you guys thought of it. To be honest, mm. um, I I all I will say is that maybe I was expecting the vibe of Antoine Lee uh, from stuff like uh, the Les Indemnables stuff, clearly because it's the same palette of materials. But then also uh, Eris, um, so the, those those Eris uh, parfums. Um, and it's nothing like any of those, right? And that is the, I think, really um, uh, is the, the strength of the the brief and the fact that it's ve- really very different from, you know, it's not just another Rose Jamal or, you know, it's not like mm. another mm. kind of thing. It's something else like different. And the vibes I got from it, a little bit of a kind of spicy opening, a little bit of like cumin. Uh, it smells at a distance. It smells like a you know a really good rose, like a you know portrait of a lady, let's say, uh, or something like that. But when you get in close, it's actually not particularly that rosy. Uh, and then a kind of woody sort of patchouli uh, accord kind of develops. It kind of reminded me a little bit of like maybe even a bit of like raucous femme or something with that like cuminy kind of thing. But then just a really uh, lasting kind of experience that I just thought was really good uh, and, mm. you know, really strong work. And, you know, I really liked it. But also, I am sort of in the market for either a rose or a patchouli at the moment. I don't know why. I'm not particularly a big rose person because I don't think this is a huge, let's, you know, this is another rose perfume. Uh, I think there's a, other stuff going on. And I sort of am looking for a patchouli. So, Maybe mm. that's it. But again, uh, yeah, so that's that's all I've got to say about it, really. Okay. I thought it was excellent. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, ben, uh, what were your thoughts? Mm. Uh, <laughs> no, hmm. no, not, not quite as excited as James. Uh, uh, I just, 
like James mentioned the brief. You didn't uh, like it. Um, and I just question what was the brief. It, to me, it was so no, fucking boring. I, yeah. It was, it's just a rose and amber, and that's it. And it, and it, I don't understand the excitement or anything. And I'm really disappointed because I, I, I like Eugene. I've been on his stream a few times. I've followed him quite a while. Out of all the YouTubers, I think he's the one that's like fairly decent and like honest. But I think I have to be critical and say what I genuinely think. And that's not, I thought it was really, yeah, yeah. really boring. Um, I, did, I thought it was really good. I, I'm not, I, I, I do think James is right in that. As far as race fragrances go, it, it, it smells expensive. And also, I should probably point out that being like rose dominant, it's getting off on the wrong foot with me anyway, because it's not really my cup of tea. Like mm. I struggle, like I have like one or two rose fragrances that I really like. But outside of that, I, it's not something I like crave, if you know what I mean. So instantly when I got hit yeah. with that big rose kind of opening, I was like, oh, this isn't really my thing. And, I, and that, that sort of turned me off it anyway. But I have worn it like three times. I'm wearing it today. And I'm still struggling to see past what is just a rose amber. I think rose flash is considerably better by Andy Tower, and it's a fraction of the price. In, uh, interesting. Um, I, I mean, set, setting aside the price a minute, because yeah, the price yeah. is you know steep, right? Um, I, I'm sort of halfway between the two of you, I think. Um, I actually really enjoy the perfume. Um but it's not something I would ever wear. Um, it's just, you know, I, I don't really wear a lot of rose um, and I certainly don't wear a lot of patchouli. Um, and rose patchouli for me is is probably one of my least favourite combinations. So it's, you know, it, it, it was always going to be a reach for this to become like Dan's new favourite fragrance. Um, but I do think perhaps... Ben, you do it a slight disservice when you say it's boring. I, th I think it's, I think it's, it's actually very well done, um, and and I think there's a sort of freshness to it uh, which I quite enjoyed. Um, sort of a, a lot of the time, rose tends to be, you know, that sort of saccharine, jammy, sort of uh, vanilla, oody, yeah. <clears throat> sort of, you know, the standard fare, and 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 this sort of issues that whole kind of um trope if you like and 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 just does something uh, much more fresh and uh, you know I, I use the word advisedly but kind of almost invigorating really for a rose fragrance which is you know quite unusual i think um the patchouli as well is not all earthy and you know claggy and wet and stuff it is much more woody and and that keeps the whole composition quite sort of bright so i, I found the whole thing really enjoyable as a perfume as a, you know as a work of art i think it's great i think it is quite creative i i, I don't see immediate parallels with the tower or, or pole or, or indeed any other rose fragrance it, it feels like you know within a very narrow sort of set of, of guardrails it's trying to carve out something new um but uh ultimately i, I just wouldn't wear it. It, it for me it's 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 just it's just not the sort of thing i'd wear that uh, yeah. you know i can respect it and enjoy it and 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 like the way it smells and and be very complimentary about everything but ultimately there's no way i'd ever buy a bottle because i'd never wear yeah. it I, I i think i think if we think about the, the 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 context of the brief and you know put put aside the kind of the name mm. and all that things that it evokes Think about what Eugene likes. He likes subtlety. He likes Chanel, <laughs> right? And yep. that is kind of, uh, again, without necessarily 
you know, evoking like the word boring. <laughs> mm. uh, I, I, I kind of, uh, you know, as much as I've sort of praised it, I can kind of see why you you might think that. Um, so, by just, the, just by the same there. rule. Yes, sorry, just to, to come back in, one of the other things that I wanted to mention was the name, whilst sounding very good, uh, is completely incoherent to me. I mean, there's nothing here that evokes the concept of of of, of pain or heartbreak or, or kind of anything sort of, uh, you know, damaging and, and sort of, um, you know, if anything, this is just, you know, the exquisite quite pleasantness uh, rather than the exquisite <laughs> and, pain. and i think that's what i mean by boring because to, to, to say boring is it like you're all right i am doing a disservice it's not boring and 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 I, I actually enjoy perfumes that are far more boring than this you know like they're far more one note far more they don't don't do anything mm. so it's not i think really it was just a disappointment in that i'd followed the story and i'd followed eugene and i expected it to be something quite just impactful, yeah, yeah. and and, and, yeah, and I, it, I get, it wasn't, I get but 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 Dan does a point, I think, with it when you mentioned about the the rose being quite fresh, and and that's the one bit about it that I did actually enjoy, and it, the rose note in it really reminded me of um, Rose Kabuki by Christian Dior, which is uh, one of the Privé lines, um, and that has that similar like mm. fresh, slightly sweet, very pink sort of rose, um, and that. That, that that it reminded me of that, and I, and I like that element of it because I really like Rose Kabuki, which is probably an example of a really boring perfume that I do like. Um, I, I, think, I don't think I, I know the deal, to be honest. I think but. I think the idea of it is that you're supposed to take time with it. It's supposed to be a sort of uh, a, a, a meditation on those like materials, and it's something that perhaps will grow o- over time. You don't you don't have to sort of get it straight away. Mm. Um, and I think, you know, some of the best like perfumes are, are that way. Um, I, I think you can, you can definitely smell to me, the, 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 the quality of the natural materials without going to the point of it being, uh, o- overtly anything because some people like get kind of like, Oh, I don't like you know uh the like patchouli they they think oh it like smells like synthetic or harsh or whatever some patchouli oils like the best ones are a bit are a bit harsh like mm. and and the fact that it's like really smoothed out and in sort of uh, a kind of a, a sort of different uh, context here like it's not earthy but it gives you this like it certainly comes on like after that opening it like develops uh, and I think again, having only worn it once, in fact, I just fess up. I got my sample right. I came home and it was on like that hottest bloody day of the year. <laughs> uh, and I went, I went outside and I got in. Um, me, uh, <laughs> his missus had put a paddling pool outside for me son. So I got in the paddling pool with him, like start bollock naked. You know how, how, how I roll. <laughs> Um, mm. So I basically I, t- I that, that didn't make it onto Instagram. Weirdly, <laughs> um, I've got the picture. I just didn't. Oh, I don't want to see it. I just I, I was gonna I was gonna put it up, but I just thought mm, maybe not. Um, so yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah. So I, I I got in and then I turned around. I'd sprayed it on my hand and I was kind of like smelling my hand and going, "Oh, this is really nice." And then I looked to the side of me and. the the samples floating <laughs> in the pool. I was like, "Shit!" And I thought I'd, I thought I'd got like you know uh, water inside it. I hadn't, thankfully. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, the next day, I was like, "Where is it?" I couldn't find it. 
So then I was like, shit, I've lost it. I sprayed it once on my hand uh, and then I've lost it. And then I actually found it and I did wear it uh, last week. So that will be mentioned next podcast. Oh, this is confusing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, we'll be so, recording again in a week. That'll yeah, be yeah. Three weeks. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I liked it. Ben, man, not so much. He thought it was yeah, okay. I wouldn't. I, I, I definitely. I think it was a good perfume, but it's just perhaps I should perhaps to be more fair. If I'm not being so like kind of like oh yeah hyperbolic or whatever, mm. I should probably just say I think it's probably a good perfume, but it's not my cup of tea. Um, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah. I, and I'm, I'm probably closer to that analysis as well. Yeah. Um, it, th- I will say just to wrap this up because uh, I, I do want us to move on to our main section, but um, the name is brilliant. I mean, it is a brilliant, brilliant name for perfume. I kind of, with a name like that... You wanted it to slap was, me around the face, didn't you? Yeah. I was sort I of expecting leather, metal, um, <laughs> you know, uh, studs, <laughs> blades. Oh, uh, wow. Is that uh, because yeah, he r- works with metal? Uh, 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 Did you know that? Yeah, no. Oh, no, I didn't know that. <laughs> All right, okay. um, no, it's, uh, yeah, it just, Exquisite Pain sounds like it's some sort of uh, uh, kind of bondage type uh, It sounds uh, like some kind of torture device for your nutsack yeah. or something, doesn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was expecting some sort of bollock uh, uh, imprisonment. <laughs> uh, uh, it, 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 yeah, it, it doesn't go there. It's far too pleasant for a name like that. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Right, so let <laughs> us... Speak no more of this until next week when we probably speak some more well, of it. Well, I'll just um, say he's got two more coming out. <laughs> oh, good. So so we're, so hopefully we'll get sneak peeks of those. Well, and hopefully better you know, add. there might be something a bit more, you know, spicy in there for you. Like Right. Oh, I got myself confused. Now, uh, yeah, so the, a while back, it was some while back, um, we did an episode where um, I think it was the one where we were talking about the um, the allure of the indecent. And um, uh, James, you talked very eloquently about, um, what's her name? Oh, God, in American Hustle. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence. Gen- yeah. yeah. And Jennifer Lawrence in American Hustle does this whole big thing about kind of her uh, nail polish and, and the smell of it. Um, and it got me thinking um, that wasn't directly a perfume reference, but what perfume references are there in pop culture, uh, you know, movies, songs, etc.? Um, and I thought it'd be nice to have a bit of a conversation about that. Um, I mean, there are lots and lots, but since I've been since I've been sort of thinking about this episode, uh, I happen to have been rewatching The Sopranos um, just because it's really good um, it's, mm-hmm. and it's worth rewatching. Um, but there's an episode where um, they go to uh, uh, Furio's uh, uh, housewarming as a flat warming, and I think it's almost like a sort of an echo type scene of um, the one from um, oh god, uh, oh, my brain's gone. Um, Ray Liotta. Uh, oh, Goodfellas. Goodfellas, yeah. Mm-hmm. So in Goodfellas, where they go around to the uh, the Gumar's place and she's got the French perfume on, on the table. And oh, it was right. almost an echo of that scene. Um, and, and the sort of the women go into his room and they smell what's on his tray. And he had a, he had a bottle of Kouros uh, because that is what the mob wear, Kouros. Um, but uh, so that was the first one I noticed. I, 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 I would be disappointed that somebody in like the props department didn't get um, like, is it Bogart Furio? 
Oh, nice. That yeah. would have been a nice little like oh, little little Easter egg or something, wouldn't it? But yeah. no, I I mean I the idea of you know a kind of mobster like you know in his wife beater uh, <laughs> spraying <laughs> on a bit of chorus. Uh, yeah, I you know that that completely makes total sense to me. And there's one that I've seen a couple of times, which is a uh, Jean, um, uh, the original Jean Patou appeared in a sort of episode of Miami Vice, um, and there's this almost kind of there's this quite dimly lit scene where I forget which one of them, but one of them is putting on a bit of patu and sort of uh, uh, gives it a rub and a, a dab on his uh, neck before heading out. And you get right. a like, nice little shot of the patu bottle. Oh, nice. Um, well, there, 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 yeah, is, which... there is tons of it in TV. I mm. mean, I, I can only think of... Uh, like, if we're talking about those iconic TV series, mm. um, there is like, like Breaking Bad had a couple of uh, perfume references in. I don't know if you noticed those. Um, just like when they're searching uh, the, the the drug dealer guy's car in like the first series or whatever, he's like, oh, it smells like an explosion in a Dracar Noir factory in here or something, um, <laughs> which is a little, you know, uh, a little nod to how sort of ubiquitous that, that perfume was in the, you know, 90s or whatever. Um, and then the, in the in the little extra one that they did, and again, I only watched this once because it was a bit like a bit of a weird episode. You know, they did like an after. Have you watched Breaking Bad? Basically, I mean, yeah, every fucker has. Like, so you know, um, it was basically they did like an episode like after the series finished, didn't they? I can't even remember what happened in it. Um, do you, do you know the episode I mean? If you haven't seen it, then no, fucking go I don't watch think it. I do. Yeah, yeah, because I, I don't I, think I do. Yeah, like they did like a uh, an episode like after Thingy's dead. Oh shit! Spoiler, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's, all, it's all right. I don't think it's a spoiler. Yeah, anymore. I think it's been yeah a few years, hasn't it? So it was mm. set after like Walter White and shit, um, and I think mm. it's uh, it's something Jesse has to do something. Anyway, it's him and Badger and. Uh, skinny Pete, and they're in uh, his like trailer or whatever. And he talk. I think he actually talks about like po- like Ralph Lauren Polo or something. He mentions like, oh, it smells mm. of like whatever in here. That was fucking painful, wasn't it? I mean, okay, that, that was that, that wasn't that was even a, the best. That was a lot. That was a lot of words to get to. We're not sure which perfume. <laughs> but yeah, I'm. I am. I am here for that. Basically, shit. all I was saying is like those HB. I'm thinking. I'm doing it in order in my brain. So we were talking uh, about okay. those HBO special, you know, HBO like type programs, yeah. and that was one that I could think of. You want me to go into things that I watched recently? So there's a program uh, with that tits girl from the fucking uh, Big Bang program. What's her uh, name? I don't know. Boobs, I, I don't, boobs, I, boobs McGee uh, from <laughs> from that program. Uh, she basically um, is in a thing now called the uh, flight attendant. Have you seen that? Oh yes, I have seen. It's, good, it's quite good. It's quite good. Was it's she a, in? She was in what the big? The, oh, I don't know. It I don't. Even, I don't. This what, isn't. This isn't a TV podcast. She, she was. She was in that anyway. She was in the Big Bang Theory. She's like the mm. unattainable or slightly like why is she hanging around with these geeks? She's clearly Penny, like right. you know attractive and stuff. Is that her? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. I don't watch that shit. So I just know she was in that. Um, good. 
She's called so like, far. So far, <laughs> I'd say I think this episode is going brilliant. And uh... so, so anyway, she's in it, and they, there's a whole recurring joke about Santal Thirty Three. Uh, I mentioned oh. it on my Instagram, and the whole thing is that the person, because again, spoilers, sorry. There's a person in, um, impersonating her and going around with a blonde wig on, pretending to be her, fitting her up for crimes that she didn't do. Uh, but everywhere there's a smell of Santal 33, uh, which they all joke about being really expensive and slightly irritating. But it's great fucking advert for uh, Lilabo. Yeah, but isn't anywhere it? you walk around in London, show... the smell of Santal 33. So. <laughs> Well, oh. again, this is set in New York. Where, <laughs> is it set in New York? I don't know. So it probably smells of fucking Santal 33 anyway, just residually. Um, but they, they, Santal 33 smells of concrete, so it could be any city. But that's, that's the, 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 the actual um, the reveal at the end, sorry, spoilers again, where, where yeah. she's in the person's house and she goes into the thing. She doesn't realise that that's the person who's been in, you know, impersonating her. And she opens the uh, the bathroom cabinet. Is there a bottle of Dua? <laughs> yeah, a Dua B- clone. <laughs> Dua, the, the mobster. Yeah, brilliant. Um, anyway, there's a bottle of Santal 33. It all, click, it all clicks. It goes back to the first episode where she smelled the Santal 33. Oh, my God, Santal 33, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was quite a big thread through the whole second series of, um, of Flight Attendant. So... Uh, if that's not popular culture, I don't know what is. Uh, see, I only watched the first season of a flight attendant, yeah, which I quite enjoyed. Um, but yeah, so I, I missed that. Although I hate Santel 33. Um, so do I. It's so do I. nasty, nasty stuff. Um, ben, I'm uh, sure you've got some notes, haven't you? Yeah, but I haven't got a TV. So, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a hipster prick. So I, th- everything that you've just said in the last like 15 minutes has been... Like alien. Maybe we'll just be another language. I'm just yeah. sitting here, just going like, "What is all of this?" Um, <laughs> Sorry, um, you are aware that TVs exist, though, right? Yeah, I'm and aware. and I, and I, I have seen the Big Bang Theory, and that's how I knew that woman's name was Penny. Um, but I, yeah. I, I don't know about anything else. Um, Excellent. But uh, okay. But yeah, so, so not, give us a give us a non television based. Right, uh, I'll, I'll give you my uh, favorite reference. music reference one. Right, go on. That's about as early '90s as can get. Uh, Snoop Dogg. On a song called Lodi Dodi, says, uh, for all the bitches, very early 90s, that I might take yeah, home, yeah. I've got the Johnson yeah. baby powder and cool water cologne. Oh, uh, well, I mean, that's, that is uh, nothing really says uh, I am a really classy bastard, like a bit of baby powder and a bottle of cool water, right? Eh? Well, I mean, he follows it up by uh, saying that he's fresh dressed like a million bucks. Now, I would counter that that's not a million bucks. Cool water is I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and basement. say that 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 is that is a uh, uh, Asda or little Netto supermarket style. Um, yeah, was it that? Was it part one? We talked about Netto. It seems like a week ago. Um, yeah, nice. Uh, I mean, well, also, I think calling women bitches. Pretty sure that's not okay anymore. I mean, uh, it's I, very I, early nineties. Double isn't check. It? I, like, oh, oh well, yeah, it's okay then. I mean, you know. I, I'm I'm pretty easy with it. 
I mean, be, being the gangster rapper that you are, James. Well, no, I mean, just that's... talking about rap references now, because obviously there's there's quite a lot of them, uh, and Ooh. I know you like to drop a few uh, rhymes in there. Uh, I, I, I'm I'm big into it. Yeah, yep. yeah, I've been known to, haven't you? Um, the yeah. one that I the one that I immediately think of, and it probably it probably predates the um, uh, the Snoop Dogg one. I don't know. Maybe this maybe this is mm-hmm. late eighties. Uh, wow! It's uh, Biz Marquee. Might be nineties actually. Mm. Um, and it's a track called uh, "A Thing Named Kim," which I mean is quite offensive. I mean, it's probably yeah, yeah. maybe considered transphobic or something now. I don't know. But anyway, um, mm. but uh, he says as he's getting ready. Uh, let me think of the uh, right. Uh, some sneakers, some cologne. I think Aramis. I walk out the door and say, "Biz, you look marvelous." <laughs> right? Nice, so, nice. Aramis uh, and marvelous. Yeah. And so so uh, it, it, it does yeah. rhyme. So yeah, a bit of Aramis in there. Um, I Lovely. mean, there's plenty of them. Obviously, there's these modern ones like Drake talking about smelling like a brick. Which is just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's absolutely Tuscan leather. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, so th- this is a weird one, right? Because now people go around saying, "Oh, oh, yeah, Tuscan leather. It smells like cocaine." Uh, no, not being funny, lads. <laughs> yeah. Like, what I'd, cocaine have you been doing? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> don't know what fucking don't know what bugle you've been shoving up your fucking yeah. trumpet, mate. But that <laughs> it does not smell like Tuscan leather. I, I, weirdly, right? And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna agree with these people, right? But I've known people smell it on me, or at least Clive Christian C, or you know whatever. Cocaine um, or Tuscan leather? Co- are we talking about <laughs> cocaine or, or? No, I'm talking about perfume, right? Right. Okay. Oh, gen- uh, more generally. Yeah, and go. Oh, that smells like a bit of bugle, and with with no like <laughs> with with no um you know uh, thing of me saying it or anything like that. And it's weird that a couple of people have said it to me. Who are not really perfume people are like oh, oh my god that's does that not like remind you a bit of and I'm like totally independent these are people who've not looked on Fragrantica and know that there's a conversation about it so people do for whatever reason associate that kind of maybe it's the petrolly like leather I I, I don't know I don't, I I don't really know but I can kind of almost from going oh maybe it does and like trying to sort of smell it you know uh, and go can I see that from it um you know not that i've ever done any cocaine and obviously you know kids don't do drugs um but you know uh yeah that's uh yeah, yeah. kids don't do drugs i mean yeah. that's why they tune in uh here is to uh, hear those sort of messages um yeah I, I don't get that i don't get that at all um I, I just on on the subject of cocaine uh again though um oh, here we the go. uh no 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 uh, it was uh, um, Top Boy. Oh, yeah. The latest season of Top Boy. Um, uh, just, you know, the drug dealing link there. Um, there was quite a sort of lengthy scene in uh, Jamie's bedroom uh, in Top Boy where uh, he very clearly has a bottle of Fahrenheit on display, which uh, I thought that was quite cool. You know, I mean, obviously he's... Uh, the I don't know if you're familiar with the character, but he's kind of, uh, uh, you know, ludicrously uh, handsome young what well, maybe 21 22 type uh, uh guy plenty of disposable income um drug dealing type roadman 
and uh, and he's wearing Fahrenheit, which uh, immediately struck me as like, oh, that's actually surprisingly good taste for for this well, guy. It's a it's a kind of nod to your uh, your your kind of forebears, isn't it? It's a kind of mm. Mm, yeah, you know, guys in the nineties used to wear this. I don't want to wear no like modern shit. I want to kind of you know have a bit of sort of integrity and, and credibility and you know anyone wearing fahrenheit for me is just you know a fucking class act so they're okay yeah they're, yeah, yeah. they're all right by me you know if if um, you're gonna show up to a drug deal show up wearing fahrenheit quite absolutely i, I tell you what's quite interesting though is that judging by what you guys are saying like i quite like the, the fact that they they seem to actually put a little bit of thought into what their characters should be wearing. They don't just go, oh, we need a perfume bottle, just grab one and stick it in the background. Like they actually seem to sort of put these perfume bottles almost to flesh out the characters, which is quite cool. I think that is cool. And also, if any uh, TV producers or anybody are watching, uh, we are available uh, for that service. <laughs> Consultancy. We, could, we could be consultants, <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, for a, 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 a you know a nominal fee. Um, we can uh, give you <laughs> consultancy on whatever you know film characters. Give us a little blurb on the character, and we can we can work out what fragrance they they would wear. Mm. Um, but it sounds like so, they've got some pretty good people doing it already. So you know, uh, yeah. maybe like fuck me, I don't know. Uh, so so here's here's one for you. Um, the um, so the the book of um, uh, Live and Let Die. Uh, the um, James Bond, uh, Ian, Ian, yeah, the James Bond book by Ian Fleming. Mm. Um, he uh, includes a reference to uh, Von Vert by Balmain, but inadvertently uh, uh, wrote it as Von Vert by Dior. Um, and uh, in an interview, um, there was an interview with Fleming where he basically said, well, uh, you know, any regrets? And he said, yeah, one of my biggest regrets was incorrectly attributing Vont Vert to, uh, uh, to Dior. And it, of yeah. course, should have been Balmain, which I thought was quite nice. Yeah, that's, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you said interesting as though you really meant it there. So oh, no, you know, I, do, I, I, I feel I feel warm inside now. I, Good. It's just, you know, a low energy sort of thing. That was, no, I think it was interesting that, You've brought up a book, which is, you know, great. I'm sure there's probably more references to, uh, you know, perfume in books. Um, but I don't read the fucking things. So, you know, <laughs> I'm just a uncultured fucking piece of shit. And no, I do. I occasionally do read books. But I tend to read like, uh, you know, factual, like science, technology, you know, like, mm. like nonfiction kind of books about yeah, yeah. like stuff that people don't really want to. And then they ain't going to be going on about perfume in. So, but I think there probably is loads of these. And if I was more uh, well read, perhaps uh, I would be able to come up with some. But I, I can't, hmm. unfortunately. I, I um, mean, there's 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 like a, a whole bunch of uh, uh, movies. Uh, obviously, uh, uh, Scent of a Woman is is the obvious one, yeah, right? With yeah. uh, 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 young uh, Pacino running around shouting, "Who are?" Yeah. Who are, which is by the way, where the who are comes from in Drop the Who Are, um, uh, that brand. It's uh, inspired by uh, Pacino in Scent of a Woman, which is so, cool, but it does not clearly convey that that's what it is. No, so, agreed, agreed. It, it because is they're like, oh, bit... let's fuck off the who are. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like, what what is their thing? Drop drop the who are, isn't it? 
Yeah, uh, yeah, be- yeah. I, I don't quite understand how how that that name works, but the who are itself refers to uh, sense of woman. Yeah, but um, I thought it's sort of a play on the the fuss of deciding yeah, I think, what fragrance you want. Yes, I think I think it's uh, meant to be a a multi layered. Uh, Construct, if yeah. that's the right word. Uh-huh. Sorry, not. Ben. What were you going to say, mate? Yeah, go on, Ben. No, I was just going to say, like, uh, on that note, like, like, what, what perfumes do you know, or have you got that, you, or you know of that, uh, actually, like, like, rather than like in films or TV that are like inspired by, because there, there's quite a few of them, isn't there? Like, I, I've, I've got one, and I know of two. Probably no more, but like, just on, on my notes, I just put two. But I've got one. I've got Strangest Perfumery Burning Ben, which is based off of a Korean film uh, called Burning. And the character's called Ben, I think. Awful perfume. Uh, right. Smells um, like it just weren't the first few Strangers ones all based on... They were, weren't it's they based on like sort of uh, like underground kind of uh, gay movies? Or they, 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 yeah, yeah. There was a they whole mostly collection. have yeah. gay protagonists. That's right. There was a whole collection that's like... I think on the side of the bottle it says something like LBGT... Uh, Q I plus uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, collection. So I think it was based on that. Um, and and there's an there is another one in that collection called So Fetch, which is based off of Oh Mean Girls. That's it. Um, <laughs> Stop trying to make Fetch happen. It's it's an, again a really bad perfume. Um, <laughs> it's, an, it's a but but a brilliant movie. It Everyone is a brilliant movie, mean and girls. it's a fun it's a fun idea. I I think for for a perfume. I know you don't like it, Ben. Uh, I don't particularly like it. I mean, it's sweet. It's cherry. It's like benzaldehyde. It's all the things that kind of like should really like piss me off but there's something of like i, I mean i I'm, I'm a sucker for a cherry bakewell right <laughs> so as you can probably see um so yeah. like <laughs> oh thanks thanks fucking no i just thought that right. was a good line well a good line. you know um uh, yeah so i do there's something about like that kind of like sweetness if it's a certain way and that that just taps into something and there's a I, like, like there's that Machino cherry sort of like thing that I'm just like, oh, go on then, okay, I'll let, I'll let you sort of have that. Not that I think it's a great perfume or anything like that. I just thought it was a bit of fun, and it didn't annoy me as much as I thought it would. Yes, it's a kind of vanillic sort of base, and it's, uh, you know, and, and, and at the end of the day, you know, um, uh, I, you know, it's it's a Mean Girls sort of like reference. So uh, I thought it was a bit of fun. I quite liked that collection, even though I'm the first to say, oh, it's crude, indie, you know, shit or whatever. Um, but I actually, I quite like some of those Prin Lomas fragrances. I think I think he's got, like, he's, there's good ideas in there. There's good, like, kernels of ideas in there, you know? Um, mm. uh, can you remember what Patrick Bateman had in his bathroom in yeah. American Psycho? It was YSL Poor Hon. Oh, nice. Uh, what what are you showing us there, uh, Ben? That's the side of the Burning Ben bottle. It's LGBTIQ collection. So you own it, but it's a terrible perfume. Did you, you just what, did what you like does... it at first? Or yeah, um, I, I don't know why I had the perfume. It's it's good, um, but I, it's it's just hard to wear. It's got this like really strong um, uh, castorium in it that's just a bit overpowering. Um, so it's quite difficult. It's a bit of a Doesn't sound very nice, if I'm honest. There is, there is one of those Prin Lomas that I've heard you saying you like. Is it like it's got a kind of 
maybe like a Thai sounding name or something. Um, oh, I love loads of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's okay. just um, just just happens to be that. I mean, I like this one. It's just that it's just really hard to wear. Um, I I didn't like say fetch, but that was this weird like um. I thought it was really fun and like uh, neon side of it was really nice, um, mm-hmm. but it was the, the the kind of like overdose of civet that it just launched into there, and right. I just thought that it was so yeah. out of place. I um, think yeah, I think you were annoyed by the the somber one as well, weren't you? Just the the concept of of that. I, think I kind of love that somber exists, but I hate it as well. <laughs> yeah, som- somber only exists in order that uh, you know everything may be judged on a spectrum. Uh, that ranges from somber upwards. I mean, it really only exists to serve as a sort of fucking lowest point. It's clickbait, in isn't it? Really? Sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, just coming back to Patrick Bateman that we touched on for a second. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is a book that I have read. So I've read yes. the book of that, even though you know it's a very short book. So. Uh, it's, it's quite a brilliant e- book. It is a brilliant book, yeah, and it's 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 quite easy to consume, isn't it? I mean, like reasonably quickly, uh, which is good for you know people like me. Um, but I think like uh, it was was that mentioned in a book? Because what what I was getting at with the book reference before was that like books tend to create a world and be more descriptive than a film. A film doesn't necessarily have. Yeah, you can have that detail in the background where you know, it helps with the character development or just someone like us would notice that sort of thing. So what are their personal effects? How would their thing be? Or somebody who's like a world builder, like a, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, like, um, what's his fucking name? He did like Alien and stuff. Um, Cameron. Ridley Scott. No, yeah, Ridley Scott, the first, sorry, the first Alien, um, who, who, who kind of like, you know, they build sort of like lush, you know environments and all that kind or like kubrick or something where all that tiny little detail matters everything that's in the frame that nothing goes to waste do you know what i mean not all films are like that and not all films care about that sort of thing even if they're adapted from a book so what i'm getting Mm. at is that a book is probably more likely to go oh this is what especially like a james bond this is what he smelled like or you you, you know that that sort of thing there's um, more point to put it in a book because a reader of a book can then go, if they're interested can pause the book where they are go away and look up what the perfume is and then come back to it like much well, more sure. easy you than can, just something that's in always, the background of a film but you can convey it as well i mean you can mm. describe a scent to a reader whereas you know you're kind of relying to some extent if you put a perfume in a in a movie, you're relying on on the uh, people knowing the it, or un- understanding it. Although mm. I think the Bateman one with uh, YSL Poirot is probably quite a good one. I think um, the, I think with Bateman as well. Just in that, it's all about status and what I've got. He mentions so many things, so many products, so many mm. names of things, so many na- and it's all to do with what you've got. And that was just a visual. Like somebody obviously put some thought into that. Like, what would you know? Because it's very prominent in the thing, and he goes on about his facial scrub that he does and his routine and all that mm. crap, doesn't he? So it's yeah, very I love much. That. I, I love that as well. You know, uh, that, that yeah. scene is. I, it's just a, a class movie. Uh, yeah. I mean, the book is brilliant. The movie's brilliant. Uh, everything about it is is exquisite. Yeah. Um. So, um, just a, a slight shift in direction. Um, pop culture. What about pop pop stars releasing their own perfumes? Um, so I, I think Madonna 
has some perfumes. Trees I'm or sure lots of them. She's got two, yeah. and they're both really fucking good. And they're both discontinued, they? and they're both uh, like quite difficult to get now, I think. Um, but the white one, the one in the white bottle, Truth or Dare, big floral, really good. Mm. Um, See, I, d- I don't know them, uh, but the, the, I did try in uh, a shop not so long ago the Billie Eilish one, mm-hmm. uh, which I really, really wanted to love because I really wanted that bottle because basically it's just a pair of boobs and who wouldn't want a bottle that's a pair of boobs um but unfortunately it just smells like custard um so it was a strong pass from me um but uh yeah i suppose if you like custard uh, and boobs then perhaps it's for you <laughs> lady gaga but i think i spoke about this last week you already, did you did which yeah, will be yeah, at the yeah. start of this podcast so yeah lady, but, gaga, uh, yeah. lady gaga, gaga brilliant perfume the gaga one well, the other gaga one with the egg that's like a black egg and the liquid is actually black i've never tried it but apparently it's amazing um is it called fame it's called fame i've not tried that one how much input do you reckon some of these stars would have into something like that gaga huge amount i believe yeah i i I would i would bet it depends very much on on the personality but i would have oh hang on ben ben's running off um my 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 instinct would be that some of them it would just be a perfunctory kind of marketing exercise um and and so some of them would have no input at all um and then others uh would be really bang into it now ben's just run off and he's bought something back and and i know exactly what that is the minute i've seen it but why don't you introduce that pharrell williams girl which was the condegar song by cords and for the reason i ran off to get this was because from what i heard he had quite yeah. a lot of input in in deciding what also this was going to smell like. By um, Antoine Lai, no? Oh, yes. It was an Antoine Lai perfume. Yeah, it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and it's a banger. Mm. It's a ridiculously good perfume in an unbelievably fucking cool bottle. I mean, everything about it, apart from the name Pharrell, because he's an absolute jerk in my view, but everything about that bottle and the contents are fucking phenomenal. And you can get it for about the price of a potato. It's absurd. Well, it, it, I'll tell you what's absurd is that uh, it's that price now, and I was in Paris when that got released, and I was actually like, oh, anticipating it. I'm going to go... Of all the places, you know, people go to Serge Luton's, they go to fucking Guerlain and all that stuff. Yeah, I did, you know, do that, but I didn't want to make it, you know, it was supposed to be a romantic getaway. Um, it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't supposed to be me, what? you know... Tra- Wait at the hotel, love. I'm going to get some perfume. Yeah, exactly. Just, you know, t- her sort of traipsing around going, have we fucking finished in here yet? Um, to to like so but I went to Comme des Garçons and it's the most avant-garde like shop there was no fucker in there because there's no it's literally like like walking in right and it's like it's just a big like screen like and you're like the shop is about this wide I'm not even joking it's like glass it's like the front it's like you walk into like the front you know, like the the bit where the mannequins are in the hmm. shop. That's it. And you're like, is it? What the fuck's going on? Where where are the staff? Where's all the, and all the all the things are on the wall. Uh, and this is the main Comme de Garçons boutique. And then some fucking person just appears out of the wall and is like, oh hi. <laughs> like I'm like, hi. All right. Have you got that Pharrell one? She said, no, it's not out on the shelves. But I've got some in the back for you. Um, and again, me trying to do my French. Everyone in Paris speaks fucking English, right? Which I was quite yeah, disappointed yeah, yeah. about. I thought they'd be like, oh, fucking English, and like trying to make me speak French and stuff, but they're all really sound, and it's a 
great experience. But anyway, um, so she went in the back and said, yeah, I've got this, you can have it. And I think I paid, like, quite a lot It was expensive it. when it came out. And I think that was probably <laughs> yeah. part of its downfall, is that it was very expensive when it came out. Yeah, yeah, I stupidly but, paid yeah. top whack for it, and then it's now, like, literally worth, like, 11... I think I saw it for 11 quid. I think somewhere. I paid about that for oh, it, yeah. yeah. And I was like, so, fuck you, because the packaging's amazing. Everything about it's amazing. Everything. Uh, there was someone selling it on eBay. Um, you know, they had 10 mil uh, bottles of it. Uh, they were... I mean, they were official sort of 10 mil bottles. They weren't done in the sort of... in the cause... Uh, bottle or anything no. um uh, but there was someone selling them on ebay uh for a pound 50 including first class postage <laughs> which is ridiculous it was like i mean there must have been when you take yeah not even not even <laughs> once you take off ebay fees they must have been making like 20 pence for each one uh but it's like such a brilliant perfume and and so completely over fucking looked as well um but i that bottle is just amazing to look at if as well. we have another pandemic we could use it as hand sanitizer <laughs> yeah absolutely um but yeah no, it's getting back to it anyway let's say i i heard that he um had quite a big like like uh sort of hand in in how that smelled and he he um really influenced like the brief and stuff for it i don't know how mm. true that is but i think uh, that is true yeah and i mean i, I, the, I could believe it someone like that's probably quite cautious about their brand because they rely on being cool you know mm -hmm. like um i guess a lot of other a lot of pop stars probably it doesn't matter so much that they're cool what matters is that the shit sells and, and they I just believe, farmed out to their brand manager or something it, like. exactly i i believe that comme de garçon as well as a brand give them total autonomy to be like you do what you want with the whole point of collaborating with us is that you do what you want as long as it's consistent the whole point of them even having the conversation is that he probably wears the Comme de Garçon like clothes and stuff and wanted to do something with that you know the conversations happen for a reason mm. uh, and it felt like a really genuine project it didn't feel like a cash grab that's why I, that's why I liked it and I was like I, it, even when I tried the perfume I like that kind of ghost because to me it is a ghostly weird weird violet right it's a weird fucking violet and, I, and that's why, because people didn't take to it unless... that That is one of those that will stand the test of time and will find its audience over many years and maybe might even go back up in price because once they've got rid of all, the, yeah. all those bottles, um, it may well be, you know, a collector's item. I like the cause artwork on it. I think that is, that is definitely, uh, uh, you know, between Comme de Garçon and Pharrell... Why why have they involved the cause guy in it? Because either they're friends with him or they, they want it. Do you know what I mean? It's like, it felt like that was things coming together for mm. a reason, you know? Mm. Um, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think it's it's a um, it's a very avant-garde and, and, and rather serious perfume for uh, what you'd expect. I mean, my, you know, someone says Pharrell's released a perfume, my immediate response is, oh, it's probably some frivolous fucking saccharine goop that mm -hmm. will be shit. Um, but it's not at all. It's it's a genuinely serious perfume. Um, Do you know who does have his own perfume? Go on. Uh, and, and this is kind of coming back to the movie references. I should have mentioned it. I mean, we all should mm. have mentioned it, perhaps. 
Uh, obviously, there's the Lair du Temp, uh, you know, uh, thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes with... you wear Lair du Temp, but not today, Clarice. Exactly, exactly. So the old uh, bloody, you know, um, uh, what's his face? Uh, Anthony Hopkins. So Anthony Hopkins, yep. uh, obviously, there's the, the quite heavy sort of perfume reference in that movie. Um, and then, obviously, there was the referential one. Uh, Filippo Sorcinelli, but not today. Yeah, which, yeah, which yeah. Ben... Did, did you mention that in the last A couple one of weeks ago, yeah. Because we yeah. it was the one where we talked about the bullshit... Um, uh, backstory. Backstories, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, but not did, that particular yeah. perfume. It was it was one of the other Filippo Sorcinelli's. But But Not Today is actually one of the more normal briefs for... For that line, uh, <laughs> yeah. and 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 what that that's a brief based on it's, on that scene. It's or called something. but not today, and it's got like blood accords and things like that in it. Um, it's uh, it's not as yeah. bad as it, actually. It's quite a pleasant perfume. It's it's not. It doesn't sound mental. But uh, a lady uh, a, a lady on your uh, Facebook group actually sent me a sample of that, uh, Dan. Uh, well, of the sword Chanelli. Yeah, yeah. She didn't send no it for free. I bought it. Like, but uh, I didn't even know that. I didn't even know we had anyone who owned anything like that. That's yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think she was like decanting it or something. This was like maybe a couple of years ago. Um, oh, okay. But That's I, where I, I smell it. it as well. I bought something off someone on that group, and they sent me a couple of the Filippo Sorcinelli, um samples, like along with it, with the bottle that I bought, which was really nice of them. Nice, mad. Well, a- a- anyway, so Anthony Hopkins has his own perfume called. Anthony Hopkins, fucking boring ass bergamot or something. I don't know. No, it's <laughs> Is that like, what it's called? Fucking boring ass bergamot. No, I've read the thing about it because I was like, oh, you know, I, I'm interested to see what he does because, um, you know, he he's, he does a bit of art and stuff. Have you ever seen his art? It's basically like a fucking, you know, the best drawing of a fucking elephant that you've seen since like, you know, your fucking five-year-old <laughs> drew an elephant. Um, but anyway, uh, so yeah, and he kind of, um, uh, yeah, he's just like, you know, he's doing art and stuff and fine, that's that's okay, and he's done a perfume. Are you finding yeah. what it's called, Ben? It's, it's just called uh, A.H. Oda Parfum Anthony Hopkins, and then on the, on the plaque on the front it says like bergamot, orange blossom, musk. There you go. Um, there you go. So it, it, doesn't say who the it doesn't say who the perfumer is, but oh Christ. Yes, there's a comparison here to Neroli Portofino. What the world needs is another fucking Neroli Portofino perfume. Uh, you know, that fucking, uh, what is it, 1711? Um, is yeah. it 1711? 4711. 4711. 4711, yeah. 1711 something else um yeah okay uh something that's just randomly come to me was uh, uh the uh, dracar noir reference in family guy um not sure if you've seen that but there's there's a whole sequence in family guy where they have these very swarthy sort of uh, uh eastern european types who sort of roam around saying dracar noir a lot which is uh, definitely worth watching um, I see that one fell on absolutely deaf ears. Uh, <laughs> Ben's thinking, "What? What the fuck is a TV?" And, uh, uh, <laughs> and James doesn't know it. So good. Um, the more I think about this, uh, the worse an idea it seems. Uh, with the benefit of hindsight, probably Ben, you should have told me you don't own a TV when I suggested well, this. You know, like so, but but 
going away and thinking about it has led me to find like stuff that I've really got really excited about. Like so, uh, right. like I've listened to. Give it, me like, another. So the, I had this album right, and I've I've listened to it like a million times in my life. I I, I love it. Van Morrison, Astral Weeks. I don't really like Van oh, Morrison, I like, I like but that Astral album Weeks well, yeah. is fucking an incredible album. And the very first track on it, called Madam George, which I've listened to a million times, the opening verse of it says, it's got a line in it that says, and that smell of sweet perfume comes drifting through the cool night air like Shalimar. And I'd never noticed it until looking up like this stuff for this uh, episode. Mm. And I, I read it somewhere and I was like, no, that can't be true. I've, le- I've listened to that a million times. And I put it on and was mm. like, well, fuck, it is true. And yeah, so uh, there you go, Van Morrison. See, uh, yeah, Van Morrison unfortunately is a bell end. Um, yes, and <laughs> I don't. Uh, so he's he's right up there with uh, uh, fucking Ian Brown, and you know the whole kind of uh, uh, moron sort of uh, squad who think Bill Gates is trying to sort of uh, inject them with five G or something. Could <laughs> be fucking stupid. Yeah, not a fan of Van Morrison massively myself, but um, but that album, like I I, I would suggest to anyone like, I if they, do if they take anything album. away from this 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 episode, is go listen to that album because it's just okay. fucking unbelievable. It's a great, that, to be honest, I'm pretty much the same Ben about Van Morrison. I'm not a huge like fan. Uh, but I, lo- I do love that record, um, mm. I have to say. So, uh, yeah, I I recommend listening to that as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know much about the guy, to be honest. Um, but, yeah, I'll I'll take on board that, you know, he's probably a dick. So, yeah. you know, fine. He's a massive But he's heard of Shalimar, at least. So, happy yeah, days. Well, yeah, uh, well, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Man's obviously got some taste. Pair. Show me the person who claims never to have uh, heard of Shalimar and I will show you a liar. Uh, <laughs> it, it, I mean, it, it's pretty well ubiquitously known. Even if you don't know what the smell is, you must you must know that Shalimar exists. It would be impossible to go through life without <laughs> having that information. No? No? One that yeah, we can probably I mean, all yeah. agree on. Go on, we can all agree. It would be good to end on an agreement, Ben. Debaser, Dias and Derga. Oh, there we go. The yes. Pixies, eh? Yeah. What a hey, tune. You know, the Pixies. <laughs> the, the, the Pixies played uh, uh, some random fucking uh, like small gig in Manchester a couple of nights ago. A band on the wall. They gave like almost no notice for it at all. Only five hundred people. Uh, amazing. Gutted wow. to have missed that. Um, but yeah, Debaser, uh, Debaser is great. Although I still, I still can't really connect the perfume to the song. I mean, I love the song. Yeah. I love the perfume. I, I can't see the correlation so between the two. That song always I'm will forever smell of sticky indie club floors from like the early two yeah, thousands yeah, yeah. to me. Yeah. So bit, bit beer and fags, mate. So, yeah, so, fags. exactly. So you said. So you've said that about. Uh, Eugene's perfume and a, maybe a couple of other ones. So, are there any that actually do what the you know that that perfectly match the brief? I mean, maybe this is a conversation for another time because it doesn't necessarily have to uh, relate to what we're talking about here. But from what you just said there, Dan, that like oh um, you know I can't see like the, I like the perfume and you know crucially you like. Obviously, you like the reference and where it's coming from, but you can't like match the two up. Are I, there some I, that you can and go, 
wow, they nailed that spot on with the, the, the brief or whatever. So my immediate response to that is, yes, I'm sure there are. Um, but you can't the, think of any. Cha- <laughs> well, no, I, I can't think of any. That would be my response uh, as well, probably. Well, I, okay, I, I mean, I'll go away and think of them. Yeah. Um, but I guess, uh, I guess where, um, where I struggle is the fact that I know, you know, Debaser as a track so well. You know, like, I, I, I must have heard that track 10,000 times. It is literally, like, after Blue Monday, probably my second favourite track of all time, right? So I, I really know that track, and I know the perfume really well. I just can't correlate the two. I, 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 hmm. I'll give you an example of a, a, a celebrity perfume uh, that I think nails it perfectly. Ariana Grande Cloud, which is basically a pop clone of an oversweet load of shit. Yeah, well done. It's Baccarat Rouge, isn't it? Yes, it's it Baccarat is. yeah, Rouge, yeah. but basically in a, a saccharine cloud bottle. Yeah. Yeah, I, for some reason, I just thought you were going to say Antonio Banderas uh, uh, Blue, perhaps. Um, or, well, if know, it was Antonio Banderas, colors. though, I would expect, like, I mean, I'd be thinking of things like machete and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> machete yeah isn't that an antonio banderas film like something to do with Ma- him machete, machete. yeah uh, yeah isn't yeah. that um that's uh what's his name isn't it um danny trejo is, yes. is machete. Oh, danny Tre- does danny trejo have a perfume because if he does <laughs> i'm buying it I, I i would i would buy that like just danny trejo has released perfume he done does, so i'll have a, I'll he have does a have bottle a of that book which i have um <laughs> really? really? Yeah, yeah. I made I made some of the stuff uh, out of it. Oh, it's Roberto Ro- Robert it's Rodriguez. Robert Ro- yeah, sorry. sorry the, the film is yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're Robert Rod- Rodriguez films. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, Robert Rodriguez also uh, has. Um, I don't know if he has a cookbook, but he definitely used to do videos of him cooking, obviously Mexican like you know food, uh, which you could argue is not really fucking cooking, is it? But like. It's all basically the same things wrapped in a fucking tortilla or, you know, done like this. But I did discover something amazing. A few amazing things, actually. Danny Trejo's cookbook is really good, right? Um, And it's that kind of like, uh, it's like mash up a load of like cashews and some lime juice and maybe something else. I can't remember. And it makes this kind of like vegan. You'd like this, Ben. Maybe do you like nuts? You're not allergic to nuts, are you? No, nah, well, nah. just mash up a little, like literally mash them to fucking powder in like a pestle of mortar and put some lime juice in it and mix it up into a kind of paste. And it's like, it's just this most beautiful, like tangy fucking, I think you can put orange in it as well. Or just, then there's just things like put orange juice in your sour cream. <laughs> that's, that's another sauce, you know? So like, they're quite yeah. simple things, but like, uh, and then I did like this what? kind of steak, like marinated kind of steak, like tacos and stuff. It, it's a good cookbook. Anyway, just to throw it, just to throw it completely <laughs> off. I, this is the fucking weirdest episode. We've I'm ever still done. wearing no uh, perfume, but, and I need you to decide oh between these God. two because I'm still perfumeless, guys. Yeah, James was holding up Midnight in Paris and an Aqua de Palma of some description, a blue one. It's, so uh, I'm gonna say Midnight in Paris. It sounds more movie reference. Is Ben is agreeing it, with it that? Movie it is a film, and it's a really good film with Owen Wilson. Uh, and it's all about he goes back to the 1920s, 
um, in like a time slip uh, to hang out with people like Hemingway and Salvador Dali and uh, Man Ray. And it's, it's, it's amazing. But yeah, no, I'd go midnight in Paris as well. It's um, uh, oh, excellent. Yeah, that is a really lovely film. Um, yeah. uh, it's Woody Allen. It's Woody, I don't think I've it's seen Woody it. Woody Allen, you know. isn't it? it I, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's there's an excellent bit in it where he gets in a cab and talks to Ernest Hemingway, and it's just his dialogue is just absolute perfection, and it just cracks me up every time. Yeah. Uh, going right. on about well, how you know, have you ever seriously loved a woman? Or have you ever seriously made love to a woman? And in that moment, did you fear death? And Owen Wilson's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, pretty much still fear death. <laughs> it's, it's brilliant, like clash of characters. It, it's it, amazing. It, 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 have you not seen it, uh, Dan? I, I haven't seen it, but I, I, I am going to go watch a movie uh, uh, after we've recorded. So maybe I'll... Uh, highly recommend it. I highly yeah, recommend yeah. it as but, well. But, it's really good. So... So, look, I mean, we have gone round the fucking houses. I think we've deftly dodged our main subject <laughs> of the week and, and spouted a tremendous amount of shit. This is probably what a week's fucking uh, break in between recording sections does. So so we'll get back to business as usual next week. Um, but, uh, uh, look, any final thoughts before we uh, bring this fucker into land? Ben, James. Oh, sorry, oh! sorry. We haven't mentioned the bloody main thing, the main one. The, the main, main thing. thing. Ben Wishaw in uh, the perfumer, um, what's it called? Perfume, uh, st- story of a killer Blah. or whatever it's called. Uh, they changed the name from the book. Again, it was a book. So he plays um, uh, Grenouille, what's he called? Jean-Baptiste Grenouille or something like that. Uh Grandwee. That means frog, doesn't it? It literally Your means French frog. French is Grand fucking Wee. excellent. I don't know where you get this shit from. You're like, oh, doesn't that mean uh, whatever? Unless you've got like the fastest translator like going. Um, yeah, no, I think you are right. I did a bit of French. No, I think you're right. A Grand yeah. Grandwee is a, a is a frog. But have you never seen that film? Ah, oh, no. dude. Well, if you're gonna watch a film, and Ben Wishaw's fucking Ben Wishaw so. is fantastic in anything he's in, and this was probably the film that like mm, first mm. launched him. Um, and it's yep. got an amazing scene in it where he's with, um, uh, what's his name? Fucking Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. Fucking meet the fuckers guy. What's that guy called? Ben no, Stiller. Uh, the dad of Ben Stiller in that film. Uh, you know, he's in Mrs. Robinson and fucking, I can't even think. Dustin no. Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. No. Oh, so Dustin yeah. Hoffman is the master perfumer that he learns from. So he's like a little street urchin fucking guy. I think he's like maybe like an orphan or something. And he goes and like desperately wants to learn perfumery because he's like, you know, uh, a poor little French like peasant guy. Um, And Hmm. yeah, he takes him sort of under his wing and kind of, because what he actually did, the the twist to it all is that he's a serial killer and that he actually wants to recreate the smell of like human beings um like the the kind of musk of like you know human beings and stuff and he basically does um uh the technique uh you know that they do with the wax uh what's it called um uh on 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 so he basically like gets the bodies after he's killed them and uh like Mm. puts all like uh you know fat on them and basically draws the essence of the human being out of it and he has to do like however many murders to like get 
his perfume exactly right. So he has to kill like nine people or something. And it, I mean, this all sounds fucking sickening, but it's, 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 it yeah. And he goes weird. to grass. So he goes and like stays in all the, the fields of <laughs> like, like they yeah, always and he do. goes mental and goes in a cave for a bit and like thinks about what he's doing and thinks, fuck, why am I like killing people? And then uh, at the end, uh, again, spoilers, sorry. Uh, he creates this. No, don't spoil it. If I'm going to oh, go watch it, all right it, then. Don't well, spoil anyway, it. he creates the perfume finally, and it's like magical. So, uh, oh, right, okay. So, so it 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 does sound great, although it doesn't sound as good as Paddington. Uh, well, pa- so, Paddington's oh, fucking know. incredible, and Paddington Two's even better. So, <laughs> no. No, oh, it's come not. On. No, I I profoundly disagree. Paddington One was better. Paddington Two was basically just more of the same shit. I watched both of those films dubbed into Japanese. Of course you did. I I, Man without TV watches movie dubbed into Japanese. <laughs> oh, honestly, Ben, you are a fucking. The only enigma. TV service I've got is Japanese cable, and I watched it on Wow Prime, which is like a kind of Wow Prime film channel. Obviously, and, uh, <laughs> you you are the weirdest guy I've ever fucking spoken to. You know that. Anyway, right. Anyway, it's been fucking amazing, uh, if somewhat ridiculous um, and wildly off topic. It's more of a film review podcast than anything else this week. Um, I would like to thank you both for your time, but I can't quite summon the fucking energy to do so. Um, so uh, I think we, I think we'll just uh, wrap it up there. Um, for everybody uh, still listening, what the fuck are you doing here? Uh, that's yeah, like, that's going to be like a three-hour um, all- fucking podcast in it. Yeah, it's just mental. If you made it all the way, um, please write to me and I will post you out a gift. Honestly, it's amazing. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, we're, all of our blur is in the show notes, blur. And uh, please do get in touch because um, it makes us feel like this endeavour is not entirely pointless. Um, so, until next time, thank you ever so much uh, and we'll speak to you then. Bye! Bye. Cheers. Cheers.